This podcast is brought to you by One Music Collective, a record label and production studio based in Tampa, Florida. Follow and DM at One Music Collective for more information. Yeah, look at my titty. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Nice titty. That's a, yeah, I have... Listen, bro, I'm strong, okay? I'm, str- I'm a strong guy. I have a lot of mass. All right. Do, wait, do you watch It's Always Sunny? Hello and welcome back to the pod. My name is Graham and today on the Graham Radio Podcast is my friend Sean Bucek. Now, me and this dude had ourselves a time. If you listen closely, you can tell that we slowly and slowly got more and more drunk off of some red wine. It was delish. And we honestly just had a great time talking about his musical journey. He's come a very, very long way and lives off of the music that he creates. And he's involved in the commu- in the Tampa Bay or really St. Pete community of music. Um, he has ties with Galactic House, which is extremely dope. So enjoy the pod. Now, I don't know if you know anything about the wild American buffalo, but me, Brian Callen. I've gotten in a few entanglements with the buffalo of the Western Front. And one thing that the buffalo taught me is about the importance of home. Now, one thing that the buffalo does not know is something that only us human beings know. And that is sometimes you don't have enough money for a home. So hit up the loan dog. All right. All right. (laughs) Yo. Yo, what's been, up, Sean? I've been running on the much. What's up with you? Well, this is exciting. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're killing it. Fun little podcast setup, huh? Yeah, no, you've got it all going. Did I tell you that I recently moved to Tampa? Like, I didn't know that. No. Dude, yeah, eight days ago. I've been here for oh, eight days. Oh my gosh, <laughs> eight days. <laughs> I know. Wow, where from? Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. so, all right. Welcome to the Graham Radio Podcast. My name is Graham, and Thank today on the show, me. we have Sean, and I have something to admit to you. I have your last name in my phone as Nerdist. Perfect. Is that what your last name is? No. <laughs> but that's okay. It's, what is it? It's, so my last name is Buchek, and the name probably... Wait, Nerd- into the mic, a little bit more into the mic. Buchek. There we go. And uh, the Nerdist thing is probably because that's on the on my stereogram side of my card. It says Audio Nerdist. Yes. Yeah, so probably from that. Wait, so what's your last name? Buchek. Buchek. Okay, and how yes. can people find you on anywhere? Um, basically, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Stereogram Sound, or Coastal Creative. Okay. Uh, we're and, and we're going to get super into those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, are, those are the two things. Yeah. Dope. Amazing. Yeah. Well, follow Graham Radio for everything music. Drink. Oh, my God. Fuck. Uh, can you grab that bottle of gin right behind you? Yes. The Harry Blues, the Harry Blues gin. I got okay, so I got to get used to this. I'm three. Okay. And you're one. Harry Blues gin. So we are not going to be drinking Harry Blues Gin on this podcast. We are going to be drinking. We're we're actually celebrating because like this is a newer setup that I'm doing, and we're going to be drinking some wine to celebrate. Yes. Yeah. I, I also have like a Jewish leadership meeting tonight. And, okay. Cool. Um. I I don't know. I feel like wine being Jewish. Like you know. Well, I, are you you're not Jewish, are you? No. No. During holidays, do you guys drink wine or is it a different alcohol? Uh, I, right, wait, I, I, don't, I didn't even ask you what you were. You could be like a fucking anything. Anything. I could be anything. My my family is Roman Catholic, so uh, whenever like I go in for the holidays, it's always for Christmas. And uh, honestly, we drink just wine and beer. My mom likes beer, wine, wine and, and the family is beer. Okay, so in, in Jewish holidays, all, all of the uh, 
prayers, you end up drinking wine. It's like, all right, now I drink a wine for this, now I drink a wine for that. And, you know, Jewish Very leader- convenient. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's nice. I, yeah. <laughs> I have a uh, Jewish leadership thing. Can you hear me all right, by the way, in your yeah. headphones? Uh-huh. I have a Jewish leadership thing tonight, and we are encouraged to drink on it, which uh, is fun. Nice. So, yeah, I have these uh, little... These little bad boys. Uh, yeah, you know? absolutely. These are and great. And I have this. Uh, dude, this is honestly my favorite wine, but I'm in the middle. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Harry Bluestein. I am in the middle of a Harry Blues <laughs> advertisement. Yes. Yes. Harry Harry Blues. Oh, wait. That was the wrong one. There we go. <laughs> yes. Harry Blues. Uh, promo code GRP for 25 bucks off of two bottles. That comes off to... So when you buy a bottle online, you don't have to go to the liquor store. And if you go to the liquor store, let's be real. Like... Unless you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably go for like the Hendrix because it's like nice or and, and and you feel a little bit bougie or you go for the cheaper one if you're just going to like drink it for a pregame or something. This is the best of both worlds or this is the best of many, many, many worlds because so many dude. First of all, it's cheaper than Hendrix. Second of all, it is it is like, OK, it isn't. Okay, Hendrix, I love Hendrix. I love, love, love Hendrix, and I love, love, love Harry Blues. They're just very, very different, like extremely different. Like uh, Hendrix is your dryness, like your dry gin. And it's also, I mean, I love Hendrix. It's great. But this is very fruity. It's a very Miami gin. And um, I'm not a botanist. Wait, botanists, um, they are plants? Plants. Plants, yeah. I'm no botanist. But, and I know nothing of, um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to say something smart about Juniper, but I, it's okay. I know nothing about gin, so I can't even contribute. Okay. Well, this is made with the finest of all of the Juniper. (laughs) All of the Juniper has been collected. Yes. All we went through all the Junipers and (laughs) this, we, we went with this okay only the finest junipers only the finest juniper Absolutely. drink harry blues gin promo code grp it's delicious the link is in my is in my link tree um but we're not going to be drinking it today because we are drinking wine here you can you do me a favor put that yep. back Absolutely. Or fuck it, we, we could actually leave it on the table. Or not yet, put it back, put it All back, because right. there's not a lot of room. It's not really worth it, because there's not, like, room for it on the table. But we are drinking... Oh, wait, is the wine opener... Oh, no, I, I have the wine opener. Yeah, here it is. Let's go. Pam, pam, pam. So, yeah. Um, uh, check out the post-game mixes. Post-game 10... Wait, what day is today? Today is Tuesday. That's a great question. It's not Friday. Today's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Wow, I thought it was Tuesday for a second. Sorry. I'm really bad with days. I've been working my fucking ass off to get this place running up and running. So yeah. I'm sorry for not knowing what day it is for to the listeners. Um the post-game mixes, all of them are on SoundCloud. Post-game 10 is the only one that is actually filmed with me DJing on it, and it's on YouTube. Check it out. I mean, it's it's dope. If you like the deepest of the deep house. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> It's very, very deep. It's a good yes. time. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's very, very Wait, deep. Wait, do, do you listen to like techno music or like I, electronic I like music? It. Like I like electronic music. I definitely take a lot of like influence from it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I like all kinds of stuff. I'm more in like the R&B world. Okay. Yeah. yeah and we're going to get super into that. But that said, uh, um, what, I, I'll show you some stuff. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show, no, I'll show you some. And I, and I want, dude, I don't know enough R&B. So we got, we're going to be very mutually beneficial here. Cool. Yeah. yeah it's going to get yeah. mutually beneficial up in this bitch. So <laughs> yes. that was so stupid. You're so good with this. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I feel like sometimes I abuse that button. 
Yeah. Because it's such a great button to press. It is a good button, and I feel like you can overuse it, and it can still be good, you know, yeah. if you just use it at the right moments. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few other ones, but like I, I used to, to I used to dislike the sound. Like I always thought, oh my god, that's the cheesiest thing. But now it's like aged so well that mm-hmm. like it's just funny to me. I think that some things are like they're awesome, and then they become cliche, and then they're awesome, and then they become cliche or like hacky or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. It's just like I mean, it's like fashion. Like I think bell yeah. bottoms were super popular in the '70s, and then they came back in like 2016. Yeah. You know, same what thing I mean? happens in like cars. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. different like car models that come back and they make comebacks just because they, you know, like oh my god, we haven't seen the, the you know, the Volkswagen bus in a while. You know? Do you think it's a nostalgia thing? Like when you're a kid, your dad drove a VW bus or whatever. And then it went out of style. But then when you're older, you're like, oh, my God, that's such a cool thing because, like, you associate it with someone who you respect, i.e. your dad. So I think that's definitely part of it. I really wonder, like, how far back it goes, I guess, in the sense of, like, how how many generations keep remembering those things and bringing it back? Or is it just that, like, okay, well, this generation prefers bigger vehicles. So now we're going to make the coolest variations of the biggest vehicles and see whatever sticks. And then there's these old ideas that people are like, well, we could try the van, you know? Yeah, you're right. It probably also has a lot to do with just what's going on in yeah. real life. And see, that makes me think that um, there's going to be like a a lot of small... Well, I don't know. Okay, here here's my confliction. Okay. Is confliction a word? Yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Confliction is definitely a word. Here's my... Uh, wait, but wouldn't it be better to say here's my conflict or here's my confliction? Um, I don't, I'm okay. Here's what I am conflicted by. Okay. Regarding this. Absolutely. Okay. So there are, um, a lot of reasons to not leave your home now. Like a Mm -hmm. lot, a lot, a lot of reasons. So I feel like when you do leave your home, Mm -hmm. um, God, because I, I'm like, okay. When, hmm, because people have a lot of reasons to stay home, will that make cars bigger or smaller? Um, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, so there's a couple of different things, but oddly enough, one of the things that I think is weird is that right now the more popular vehicles are like trucks and larger, like SUVs essentially. And it's super strange. I never thought that, but, um, I used to sell cars for a little bit of time and basically I didn't realize that like the sedan, the Sorry. sedan, no, no, you're totally good. <laughs> the sedan thing was something that I thought was super popular and okay. it really isn't like, a couple of years ago, there were some really big companies that got rid of basically either they had two compact cars or they, uh, they their smallest compact they got rid of. And I thought it was strange because gas is so expensive. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It is, but if people are driving less, I, hmm. Well, some of it's safety. Some of it's, do you have a family? You know what I mean? That's Immediately, true. once you have more than two people, you know what I mean? A bigger car feels better. It's just, it, I mm-hmm. don't know. I think it's more of like a... Um, a convenience thing, you know, mm-hmm. but I think eventually at some point, small cars will be a bigger thing again. And I think it'll repeat itself. And then there will be a lot of ton of new things, but I always think there will be people that have been at companies for a while. That'll be like, why don't we just take this idea and do it again? But like the way it's supposed to be done now, mm-hmm. you know, well, you, you can kind of, cool. I think that's just the, like the definition of innovation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you make mistakes and then you realize what you did wrong and then you just kind of move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, um, wow, this has been a great intro to the show. Fantastic yes. intro to, sh- to the show. Let's get into it. Let's do it. What's up, Sean? Nothing much. What's up with you? What were we just talking about? 
Oh my god, uh, innovation. Innovation. Okay, so here's something pretty crazy. Um, and by the way, what I'm about to say is all third party information. I know, just whatever. I have I've done zero research into this, but I've heard it, and it's very very interesting. Okay. So, um, a lot of, there's a lot more reasons to stay at home now, like a ton. Like it, due to the pandemic, employers are realizing that working remotely is so feasible. Yes. And unless you already have like commercial space and you're like literally losing money on the commercial space, mm-hmm. it's cheaper. You know, like no Zoom's free. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are there are like different layers to Zoom, like what you can do with Zoom. No doubt. Yeah. But Zoom is free. Mm-hmm. I use it all the time. I'm so, shocked. It's it's incredible. So that means that a lot more people are gonna be. Ah, come on. Damn it. You got this. I know. It's so hard. It's so hard. I hate when this happens. I'm also wearing a white hoodie. Yes. This so is like, like the worst thing to do this with. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, man. I live on the edge. Yes, you do. Risky business. I know. I mean, we can't let this aerate because, you know, I kind of want to drink now. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Here. Can you do the uh, the honor of pouring us some glasses? Yes. Thank absolutely. you, sir. My pleasure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. A lot more people are going to be living at or, uh, living at home. A lot more people are going to be working from home, meaning okay. that there's going to be a lot more reason for like Publix to need cars to pick up things and drive them to people's homes. Like I'm not I'm not talking about people like being afraid like due to the pandemic or whatever. I'm literally just talking about like people just like if you're working from home, maybe you don't have time to um to go to Publix. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Of course, dude. This is fun. Mm. God, dude. I love that one. So a lot more people are going to have, like, not a, not, not a lot of time to be able to go to Publix. Like, they're literally working from home. Like, yeah. And once, so my, my mentor, he told me this story about he uh, remembers when fax machines came out. Okay. Like, when fax machines came out. And his thought was, oh, my God, I'm going to be able to leave work early now. Because things that took me forever are now going to take five seconds. Yep. But you know what ended up happening? His boss just gave him a lot more work. Yes, absolutely. Because now you he can, can do, do things faster. More. Yeah. Yeah. So now people don't have a commute. That's saving anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour, sometimes two hours, like depending on the job. God, can you imagine a two hour commute? Fuck that. Yeah, it's crazy. That's terrible. I, I've known people that have done it for different things. And I'm just like, I guess I've driven kind of far for work sometimes, but like, it depends, I think, on what you're driving too. Like, do you enjoy your drive? Yes. Yeah. I actually have always enjoyed like long car rides. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind them that much. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's really just a matter of like, I don't like it. Honestly, I I went to school at FAU. I like around the Fort Lauderdale area. Oh shit! You went to FAU. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I grew up in West Palm, so I wasn't too nice. far away. Nice. And like driving down there was not the best because it just like the traffic was always crazy. Dude, you know? insane. Yeah, the the traffic there is nuts, and yeah. dude, like I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just wild. But the the thing is, is that like if there was more of like a scenic, you know, chill, whatever, you know, like if I was making that same drive, but it was in North Carolina, it would feel a lot better. You know uh, you, I mean? You've been in North Carolina a few times. Yeah, mm-hmm. where yeah. where to? Um, my mom and dad actually they own a small piece of property out in this place called Bakersville. It's like right on the edge of Tennessee and North Carolina. Okay, and it's like you, it's a place that you, you lose service like. You know, five minutes up the mountain. That makes me so happy. I love, I love shit like that. It's amazing. It really is. Like it's, it's good to get away and and be there and disconnected from things. You know, dude, it really is. Yeah. It, it really is. If people don't, um, dude, 
uh, when I was back home, I was like, th- there was a time where I felt like I was just always on my phone. So mm-hmm. what I did one day, and it, it was literally a brain massage. I left my phone at home, drove to the beach, and just walked for mm-hmm. like four hours. Just no music, no phone, no nothing, just complete disconnect. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, dude, I mean, yeah, that's only four hours, but like how, how, how often do, unless you're asleep, how often do people really take a four hour break from their phone? Yeah. Never. I mean, it's, it's not a ton. No, for sure. Yeah. That said, I mean, using your phone for like good isn't a bad thing. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's a huge stigma with like using your phone too much, but if you're using your phone to like trade stocks or like read yeah. the news, then it's not terrible. Well, you know? that's the thing is that like the same thing applies to, you know, what you're talking about of like. Well, now people don't have time to go grocery shopping because they've been at home and it's so easy to do it. The phone just made you be able to do millions of things a million times quicker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like the negative effect of the phone and like your attachment to it and social media, I think is different for everybody. You've got different thresholds and different ages and what things mean to you. You know, like to me, social media, I try not to be on it a lot, but it's also a big part of work. You know what I mean? So well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying here. Yeah. Like, just just because you're on it doesn't mean that you're like bad. You know, if you're just mindlessly yeah. scrolling, then it's not necessarily good. That said, mm-hmm. are you on TikTok? No, the greatest app ever. It's I've heard many good things for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's literally incredible. Um, TikTok is fantastic, and yeah, dude, like looping back around to the uh, people at home and needing yeah um, a car, needing basically Uber for Publix or Uber yeah. for Costco or whatever the fuck. I think that the first car company to like make a car with Uber that is like, or excuse me, with Uber Eats yeah. that is literally just like one driver's seat and then maybe cubbies or something Yeah, for food. I, I don't know how it would work. Have you seen Instacart? Instacart. Um, well, it, I've heard of it. Uh, it's basically like it's not a car company. It's like a it's like a food delivery service like Uber Eats, but it's for groceries. So you send these people like a list of your Publix, and they go to Publix and they get your groceries and they bring them to you. Well, okay, right, right. But in the cars that they're driving, it's just like a fucking Honda Civic. Yes, absolutely. It's yeah, their cars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying here. Yeah. I, uh, what I'm saying is like. If Ford or whatever, mm-hmm. um, Nissan, who fucking cares? If that car company um, had the wits about them, and hey, maybe this is already happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know. And if if it is already happening, I want to buy. I want to buy stocks of that company. Yeah. But like, if it, let's say that, and dude, you know who realistically would probably do it? Tesla. Well, so the the big thing there is that I don't know when it happens. I know they're super behind on it, but. Outside of like their full self-driving thing, I know that Elon plans to do the robo-taxi thing, which is literally that the car itself could be, an, it's like, it would be a, an autonomous Uber service. I'm so down. Yo, yeah, that's like the big, it's, it's, that's his plan. I don't know. I know it's been pushed back, but originally by the end of last year, or I think this year, one of these two years, he was supposed to have so that the two entry models, the Model 3 and the Model Y, they have little like interior cabin cameras so that you can see what's going on inside of your car. But you should be able to just go into the Tesla app, basically request a vehicle, and it should be able to drive around and make money for people. There will be a split between customer and Tesla. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I, you lost me a little bit. Okay. How would, how would, who's making money there? Okay. So the way it works is uh, I mentioned this earlier. I used to sell cars for Tesla. So 
Mm. Basically, their thing was that you didn't say Tesla. You said you used to sell cars. I know. But, I just okay. don't really do the Tesla thing a lot. It just is what it is. You know. Okay. Uh, it's it's cool and I love it. I think Tesla is an amazing company. Um, but basically, what their what their goal is, I'm pretty sure, if I'm paraphrasing, is that a customer buys a Tesla. It's only so far, I think, available in the entry level models. They buy a Tesla and they want to opt into the program. They can opt in so that the car drives itself during certain hours or something like that. Oh, oh, oh. So you can own a Tesla and also it could be, wow. It's the first car that could technically appreciate in value if they do it. How could it appreciate in value? Because it's making you money consistently over time. I don't know if I'd call that appreciating in value, though. That's sort of different than appreciating. Well, like when I think of the word appreciate, I think of like a car that became an antique. So for the time being, it could w- it could be profit. It could be a profitable vehicle. It's a profitable vehicle. The reason I say appreciate is because what could technically happen is that Tesla gets software updates all of the time. Its full self driving can only get better. Like. The thing is, is that at some point... That's amazing. Your car... But who's who's going to hack into it and fuck it up? Well, so far... Donald Trump? So far... <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know, but he could. Um, some, I, some, some like... I don't, I don't even know. I don't really... I Tom don't Cruise? Really yeah, Tom Cruise actually might. He's he's the man of... He's done everything. Dun, dun, everything. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Wait Absolutely. a minute. Was that 007? Hold on no, a second. I think that's Mission Impossible. Whoa, wait, wait. Let me look it up. Hold on. I'm almost positive. Wait, wait then right. what's 007? Um, oh, my God. I should know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm going to pl- I'm gonna play some copyrighted music <laughs> real quick. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. 007 uh, music. Uh, oh, I just I had it, but I lost it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, this. Yeah. All right. I don't want to get so good. taken down for copyright. Oh, wait. So, wait. I want to find the Mission Impossible one. <laughs> yeah, you nailed the Mission Impossible. That was great. I think I did, but it still sounds cool. Absolutely. Dude, I love scores. Scores are so fun. Are you running this like through the road app on your phone? Like, is it is the output on your phone? Oh, uh, Bluetooth connected to this. Oh, wow. Oh, sick. Right? Yeah, man, you know, it's just uh, connected to my phone. Not a big deal. Got the Roadcaster Pro. I do my own sense. You know, it's whatever. Not not a big deal. (laughs) Damn. That sounds amazing. Dude, how much fun is podcasting? It's (laughs) awesome. great. And honestly, anything you could have said behind that Mission Impossible thing would have been amazing. (laughs) Like, like as you were saying, I was like, I believe you more because this is here. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Gives me so much uh, ethos. Is that ethos? Yeah, credibility. It's amazing. Also, that's probably the dorkiest thing I could have ever said. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> I know. I know. Live your dream. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's amazing. Dude, yeah, man. Oh, my God. So, let's get into it, dude. Yeah. Who are you? Hey, I'm Sean. Uh, yeah, I uh, I basically, I run a recording studio with my roommate, Cody Doss, and my other roommate, Dwight, works for a company called Coastal Creative that I work for as well. And we basically just do everything video and audio. So uh, Cody and I have been friends for probably 11 or 12 years. We grew up in the same hometown, played in bands together, wanted to run a studio together. And we stayed in touch. Uh, I lived in Tennessee for a little bit. And basically, when he graduated college, there was music going on. And I wanted to do more music. And he was already doing some of that stuff. And I had been making music in Tennessee. So I moved down to St. Pete with him. And 
we've been doing like why St. Pete? Um, so there's a band that I'm in called King Complex, and for King Complex, I do a lot of like the visual and audio work. But the other two, Ratcher and Cody, they write the music for it, and basically into the mic, into the mic. Uh, they what they needed was they wanted somebody to come and manage the project. They didn't have someone that was like business mindset ready to go, you know. Uh, and they already lived in Florida. I had lived in Florida before, and they had developed a lot of relationships. I mean, between the three of us, we had just played a lot of venues around the state or a few venues around the state, and we felt that we would have better connections here in Florida for the time being, depending on where we wanted to go. So uh, I had lived yeah, in Tennessee yeah, for four or five years, and it was great. You know, like, I, I love it. I would go back for sure, but I also knew that there were very few people that drove to do music as much as my roommate Cody does. So uh, it just made the most sense, and I'm, like, it's been ridiculous you know like uh running a recording studio just for my job has been one of the most rewarding experiences i could ever fathom and i wanted to do it for a long time but i just can't believe it's here Mm -hmm. you know Uh, so yeah same Pete because we were in florida everyone wanted to move to different places they were in tallahassee they didn't want to go to orlando because bratcher the other guy had lived there for a while so st Pete was central it just seemed like the most the place that made the most sense it's a very very underrated place to live yeah, like I, I've I grew up in uh, some I, I was born in Miami Beach, lived, okay. lived there for eleven years, and then I moved to uh, Weston. So mm-hmm. I, I say Fort Lauderdale, but really Weston. Mm-hmm. And I lived there um, all through high school or middle school and high school, okay. and then I went to uh, Florida State for college. Went to uh, Tallahassee, gotcha. and then I came back down uh, to Weston for law school, and now I'm here. Gotcha. So my whole life, I always thought. Miami for Lauderdale, like those are the. If you're going to live in Florida, those are the this places is where you live. Those are the pl- there are, those are like the best places to yeah. live, and mm-hmm. those are the hubs for music and creativity, and um, it's a great place to live, like to raise kids and this and that, and blah 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 blah. Um, I visited Tampa once, and I realized that I was literally my eyes were closed. T- Tampa, St. Pete, which I consider one one and the same. I mean, yeah, I just yeah. kind of moved here, West Florida. Yeah, I mean, West Florida, mm-hmm. Central. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's literally the and I, I'm sure you can appreciate this because you're a, you're aware of this area. It's the North Carolina of Florida. It is a totally different world. Yeah, totally different world. Completely different. Yeah, it's literally just like small town vibes, clean, and people just with good jobs and yeah. no and <clears throat> the how the housing prices are low. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's, 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 it is insane. Like I, the thing about Miami, I love Miami. I think it's cool. I I think it's great to visit. And I also remember there being a time where I was like, this is the most happening place in Florida. Why would you not be in the middle of all this? And the thing about St. Pete in Tampa, like that I have, when I moved from Tennessee to Florida, I really didn't want to move in the first place, but I really did like I wanted to do music and I knew that this was the opportunity I needed. Like it just made sense. I knew why and I know why still, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I didn't want to move back because I had lived in basically West Palm, Jupiter area and Fort Lauderdale and they were great, but it, it didn't feel necessarily as connected as I wanted to, like on a community level. What, what do you mean? Um, so for me, the thing that makes St. Pete, St. Pete is that like, there are places that put on shows and there are places that have music and I love music more than anything. And nice. here, everywhere does it to an extent. But here, I just meet a lot of genuine people. 
that also happen to be talented. And I think we talked about this a little bit the first day we talked, but like there's a lot of talented people everywhere, you know, and everyone wants to make their mark on the world that, that feels like they want to take the time to do it. But here there seems to be a focus of like genuine people and people that like want to tell stories, you know, and I just, I think a lot of people do it for many different reasons, but here I find a good focus in like things more than just making the craft, you know, like they, they care like, about it. Like, 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 sorry, I, I you're good. please continue. No, you're good. I, I just mean that like here in St. Pete and Tampa, it, it feels like the people are not necessarily more genuine, but like the stories that they're telling are, are connected to telling bigger and better stories by the, uh, about themselves and with each other. Like I see people involving so many people in their events all of the time. And I don't know, I get like a sense from Miami where like, it's go, 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 go pressure. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's always trying to make the next biggest thing. And I feel like here it's about making the best thing every time. And uh, piggybacking off of what you're saying here, man, dude, I've been here for eight days. I've visited a few times. Like, I mean, you walked in and you saw what was going on here at OMC, which is dope. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, I feel like everyone's just on the same page here, man. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, everyone kind of does their own thing. Like one music collective is a lot different than coastal creative, but like, we're all just a collective of people yeah. who like want to like pursue creativity. I think people want to see people succeed here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that might there be what go. it is, is that there's a ton of things going on, but everyone is so happy when everyone is doing their thing. That makes me happier Dude, than anything. A rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. I've, I've been saying that for a long time. Absolutely. And it's just so true. And pe like people don't realize, okay, like, like I run a podcast studio here in, Ta here in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Like you're sitting here right now on a podcast. When I heard about the coastal creative um, space and how you guys are building out like a podcast studio or you have a dope podcast studio built out and like I saw pictures of it and I was like, wow, like that's really cool. I feel like a lot of people would be like, that's competition. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? There's another. Yeah. Uh, this is crazy. But fuck that, man. Yeah. Because what can happen is just, I mean, dude, we're doing the same thing. I can learn things from you. You can learn things from me. Yeah. It's just literally like a rising tide. There's just a rising tide. It's just like more people doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. The two biggest things, uh, first off, is that like, I think that if people in a, like in the same area, if there are more people doing great work in areas, it just makes more people want to come to the area. There have yes. been some really awesome people that have come out of this place and like, out of St. Pete and Tampa together, but like, but you know what, dude? That said, it's not on the map. Like when people, oh yeah, when people think music, they think um, Miami, Atlanta, Nashville, Austin, L.A., New York mm -hmm. City, which I mean are very reasonable. Those are enormous metropolitan areas, like yes. mega cities. But like St. Pete, Tampa, definitely established cities. Like they yeah. are very established cities but so underrepresented in the music world. It's just my favorite thing about it right now, and maybe it does eventually become more of an established area and that changes, but right now, I just feel like, again, the big thing is that everyone I meet is just so stoked that they're doing their thing and you're doing your thing. And uh, I hope that never leaves it, you know, because it makes a difference for me. Well, that is like on the individual. Because like... People can get frustrated and be like, fuck, I'm a starving artist. I'm living in my car. I can't uh, pay health insurance, blah, blah, blah. I need to go and get a full-time job doing something that I hate, which may be true, 
but is only permanent if you decide it's permanent. Like, if you can really, really make it work for yourself and allocate money towards your uh, creative purpose, then you can make it happen. And then that, yeah. and that, that I mean, dude, I, I think that you have to do things that you don't want to do for a while until you, like, can have the means to be able to do what you actually want to do. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, if you're from, like, a super rich family, then maybe you don't have to do that like thing that makes you uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And a lot of people would uh, respond to what I'm saying as like, Oh, if you come from a rich family, then you're not going to appreciate what you do for yourself. And I think that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to lie and say like, I came from like a super fucking poor family or a super rich family. Like we're very, very, very like, yeah, I, I would say middle-class, like slightly like upper middle, upper yeah. middle class. Yeah. I hear you. Um, but dude, like I'm the only attorney in my whole family. I'm yeah. the only dude who does podcasts, which is probably pretty obvious in my whole family. And it's like, no one taught me how to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I definitely worked my fucking ass off. Yeah. To figure all of the stuff that you're looking at out. Absolutely. So, so dude, it's like just because, um, or sorry, I lost my train of thought here, dude. The people who do creative pursuits, I have nothing but respect for. Yeah. It's awesome because it's so hard. And people only listen to songs and be like, oh, that sounds cool. And don't realize that it took that person 20, 50 hours right. to create. Right. Yeah. It's it's a different thing. And uh, I, I think uh, in general, there, there's two things. One is, one is uh, I, can, I can paraphrase it. And one is it's like, just like my, my theory on... I don't want to say like this in gen like life in general, but my, my theory on like what what's going on is that life is random. Everything is random. There's so much random stuff going on around us all of the time. And what happens is that it's so random because every single individual chooses what they choose and that contributes to the random. And then there's people that are just driving and driving and driving to do music, to do film, to do art and whatever it is. And the thing is, is that eventually what happens is that there's all this random stuff going on but you are persistently driving in the same direction all the time. And different things happen because of that. But I'll paraphrase it. There's a Dolly quote that's basically like, if you want to be the best at what you do, you have to do it more than anybody else does. You have to do it all of the time. And I think that... Well, I love that a lot. It's it's yeah it's it, it makes sense in 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 the areas of like yes if you have like rich a rich family or a wealthy family and you were born into it cool and I'm not saying you don't appreciate that at all maybe you fucking love what you do and you have the funds to do it better than anyone else which is killer if you can affect more people with your art then awesome but like otherwise for most people it's just working your hardest to do it all of the time and giving yourself the credit to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I find that like my favorite thing about the studio or about making music with people is meeting the amount of people that actually will do it no matter what the cost is and not that it's expensive or cheap, but like they are still doing it. Even if they're working their jobs, they're doing it because they want to do it for their living. It doesn't matter, but they're getting out there and they're doing it. And I think a lot of people don't give themselves enough, like push courage or credit to really pursue those things. And we miss out on a lot of good emotional value because of it. Yeah. You know? Dude, yo, you got one life, man. Yeah. Literally, you got to make it work for you. Like, whatever yeah. you want to do, you got to, like, I don't know. I, I, w one thing that I think, uh, actually, I, I recently thought of this, is, like, um, do you, in or, like how to life. This is a, like, how to life. 
Step one, define freedom, whatever it is. Yeah. Just define freedom. Step two, figure out a realistic way to achieve that. And step three, just see step two. Just do it and repeat. Dude, yeah. But a lot of people don't realize that. And that's okay. Like, if you fuck with, like, a nine to five, like, I get that. Like, whatever. It's just, like, not for me. It's, it's like, to be fair, like, I really, I, I try my hardest to see things from all perspectives. Like, it's not, I don't know that everyone is fortunate enough to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, in my head, one of the biggest things, um, I don't, again, it would paraphrase, but there, there's this interview that Warren Buffett was talking in, and basically he said, I know a lot of billionaires, but the ones that I stay connected to are the people that realize that they didn't get there because they did it. You know what I mean? I think... Wait, uh, well, I don't know what you mean. So, like, there are a lot of people out there to just be like, I did this, I did this, I did this, and they don't credit a lot of their success to the fact that there's a lot of fortune in there, too. You did a lot of things and a lot of things happened for you. Yeah. You know, like I think keeping that mentality is the most important thing is that like no matter what you do, I think you do it and you wake up and you continue to say, oh, my God, it's awesome that I get to do this. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Dude, I, I can relate that to myself, man. Like I've been doing the podcast since September and I think this is like episode maybe 54, 55. Mm-hmm. And dude, like these guys, like the whole reason that I'm even here is because they posted a fucking like job on Indeed, which is a job yeah. search website. Like, mm-hmm. I was looking, I was searching for jobs while I was studying for the bar exam. Yeah, they, they were searching for like a marketing guy. I told them like, "Hey, I'm an attorney. I also do podcasts. This and that." They happened to want to do a podcast here. Like they wanted to build out a podcast studio. There like, you go. They, they didn't say that in the in the marketing application that they put on Indeed, and it just literally like just worked out it happened yeah. you know what i mean dude Absolutely. opportunities oppor- opportunities are so fucking crazy and seizing on those opportunities is that like yeah uh you can't you can't do everything you really can't but like when you when you look overall at the things you've done in your life and what you want to do it is really choosing like oh my god that's an opportunity and i think i should go for it because you never know yeah you know what i mean and you have to know which ones to not go for but like but, dude, the thing is, sometimes you don't know which one's not to go for. Right. And then you go for them, but then it's a learning lesson. Absolutely. I think you need to be open to either of those, yeah. win or loss. Like, the uh-huh. thing is, go into those risks knowing their risks, you know what I mean? And also know that, like, there's a chance you lose a little bit on this, and there's a chance you gain a little bit or a lot on it. But go in I think it. that, like, the... Um, like the the performance indicator of whether or not you learned something from it is if you make the same mistake. Yeah. Or or better yet, better yet, better yet. The the indication of the value of whatever lesson you just learned is whether or not you do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It it will always like there are lessons. Or like if you could recognize it, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And and you can apply, the thing is it might not change the way you would do Every, you'll always do everything differently than I feel like you did once you learn about it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. If I, if I, well, but the thing is not necessarily because if you like didn't pay attention to the fucking problems that you made, like if, okay, if you're working at a law firm and you, um, and you write up a motion mm-hmm. and it gets denied by the court and it gets sent back by the court and then you just give it to your paralegal to do and then the paralegal sends it. Well, you made a mistake and you didn't learn anything from it. Yes. And then the difference between a good associate and a bad associate is going to the paralegal and saying like, Hey, um, can you show me how to do this properly? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and dude, no a, lot, a lot of people don't do shit like that. Yeah. No, I, uh, I totally agree with you. I, I think the thing is, is that it's like, uh, you got to find the thing that you want to learn more about all of the time. You know, uh, if you, if you find yourself yeah. getting to a point where you're like, 
it's not even that you know everything, but you're just like bored. It's just like, okay, well, what are you doing this for? And you I think, totally, I think enough, totally. a lot of people are not willing to look at themselves like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And say, you got to be willing to laugh at yourself. I learned that from SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. I laugh absolutely. at myself. Did you, did you watch SpongeBob when you were little? I did. I didn't have cable. How, how old are you? Up, but how old I'm you? 28. You're 28? Okay, cool. I'm 25. Cool. Um, yeah. Wait, you didn't have cable growing up? No. Damn. No. Uh, it Honestly, I'm thankful for it, but uh, my sister and I always talked about it. We were like, Mom, Dad, let's get cable every single year. But Why then, would they know? Were you guys living in like a dirt box or something? Like, no, no, no. We lived in a beautiful home. My mom and dad have this home that they built way before I was born. They've been in it for more than 35 years. It's amazing. They're still in it? Yeah, still wow. in it. It's amazing. Yeah, like that. It's pretty ridiculous because the area that we live in is relatively Do they have cable? Do they have Netflix now? They have Netflix, but no cable. Well, yeah, no one has fuck cable. Yeah, no, exactly, no one has cable. Exactly. Having a, having cable now is like having <clears throat> is like owning a Saturn. Well, <laughs> like, I, I think the thing is, as I as I look back on it, what I used to think is that like it was a financial decision. It was like why pay monthly for cable, but now I realize that I think it was that like there's just um, exponentially more material on cable than there was. My mom and dad are, are religious, you know, like and not that I'm not, but like Roman Catholic. Yeah, and, and I think the thing is is that what would happen here is that, uh, like, th- this is just a weird thing, but my mom and I didn't like Rugrats growing up. Like, it was, like, a, such a random thing to not like, but I think potentially what it was was that, like, they didn't like Angelica. I think she was just so, like, rude and this and that that, like, they didn't want to instill those things, you know? And they were okay. like, well, this could happen on one show. What about all 700 other shows that are on there that aren't Nickelodeon and Disney? You know? Right. So... I think they I think they freaked out about that a little bit. That's and extra. Yeah, it's extra. The only thing I can say though is that I'm really glad that I didn't have cable growing up. Mm-hmm. Like in hindsight, the thing about it is that the only show that I think actually like people quote all the time is a show like SpongeBob because it's incredible. They really like they teach you lessons that are just like or they go through lessons in a very easy way and I love that. But uh, I don't know. I look back at it and I say, I'm, like, I don't watch a ton of TV at this point in my life, and it allows for me to do more things in what I love to do. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I absolutely come home. Yesterday, I literally spent probably like 14 hours at the Coastal Studio, and it was ridiculous. I didn't even realize the other day. I take the time for myself, but like, I'm glad that I don't spend 40 percent of my time watching TV. Right. Or scrolling you know? through Instagram. What were you doing at the studio? Uh, a, a ton of different things. It was basically a mixing day. I We opened up the studio about a month and a half, maybe two months ago. And what I haven't done yet is I got new speakers to mix on. And I was just basically going between like headphones, monitors, car speakers, figuring out like... Wait, car speakers? Yeah, or my, my car. I just went into my car and bounced out mixes so I could hear oh, what oh, it actually nice. sounded oh, like. like. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah. that's <clears> I, like part of it is like learning what your setup is. And now the thing is, is that we have two locations. So the home studio has a different set of monitors and the coastal studio has different because... Don't get the same thing. You know what I mean? Get things that, that are different so that you can hear the differences across the board. Because people will, oh, wow, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, no, I'm not an audio engineer or a producer or anything like that. Okay. But that makes a lot of sense because, like, what does it sound like in headphones mm-hmm. versus in your car versus on your phone versus wherever? Is, is it like, it's, it seems like a minimal thing, but we have, like, a sub for bass, you know what I mean, to mix on in both of our spots. And sometimes, like, if you have that turned up, it will just that one thing can make you feel like you have more low end that you do. And on different speakers, when I go home, if I mix something in the coastal studio and it doesn't sound good in the other studio, I know that like I have to figure out what the balance is. The Mm -hmm. the speakers we have at the home studio, we have them because they're the most flat. Like when music comes through, 
you you know that if it sounds amazing in those speakers, it will sound amazing everywhere else. You know what I okay. mean? So like Wait, in the in which in the, at the home studio speakers? at the home studio, yeah, they're okay. like the ones that we we have done everything in terms of not everything, but we've tested a lot of things. When we got our monitors, we bought five sets of monitors and just A/B them all. You know what I mean? Wait, you what? You wanted them all? A beat them. So we compared them. We said, what do we like? What do we like? Do we like this one? Do we like this one? Oh. Okay, we like this. Now we'll go to the next set of speakers. Do we like this or this better? And we did it through five sets that were like ones that we knew we were Were you able like. to return the ones that you didn't want? Yes. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a great way to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out Sweetwater. They really took care of us. For shout sure. out to Sweetwater. Were you in contact with them or mm -hmm. how did that work? Yes. We, we have a guy that we work with. I've had a Sweetwater account for, and Cody has had a Sweetwater account for like, 10 years, you know what I mean? Nice. Uh, it's been basically two guys across time, and we've always just purchased a ton of things from them. And especially when you go in bulk orders, bulk orders, mm -hmm. they can help mm -hmm. you out a little bit. Dude, it's a great company. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude, they sell everything that you could possibly need. So many things. Dude, yeah, incredible. <laughs> I've never dealt with their, with their customer service, though. It's been great, honestly. Like, I... Uh, I recommend them for sure. Like uh, our guard Kyle, he's he's pretty dope. He's uh, shout out to Kyle. Yeah, shout out to Kyle. I have to say, he's he's really helped us out a lot. We should get him uh, on the podcast. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He's a cool dude, and like uh, I don't know, you don't always feel like you can work with people like this, but because I've I've Cody and I have spent a lot of time working with Kyle. Kyle understands what our our studio situation right. is and knows like that's exactly it. Is he was basically just like, hey, like. If you need to do these three, like, let's figure it out. Send them back. We'll get you figured out. And then you got to buy the other one. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. we totally did. We, so we, which one did you end up going with? We got uh, what's called the Focal Solo 6 for the okay. home studio. Incredible. Well, wait, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, what you're talking about right now is a monitor. <clears throat> yes, studio monitor. So basically left, right uh, when you're mixing through speakers. And then we have a well, But when I think monitor, I think like a, like one of these. No, audio no. monitor, like a speaker. An audio monitor. Yeah, yeah, they're call monitors, but speakers essentially. Okay. So there's uh, what makes one audio one monitor better than another one? I don't know that it's necessarily better as much as it is different, and it depends on what you want. But at the house, we have the Focals because they're flat. That's literally it. The what does flat mean? It means that you what you it's the closest thing that we hear to what you actually get when I play a mix or when I play something across those speakers. It's relatively not adding any tone. And that's not true for everything. The speakers that we have at the other spot, the coastal spot, they're called Genelec. They're also amazing, but they sound warm immediately. They add this really awesome tone to it that you have. To, again, it's about balancing. But like when I hear them, Wait, what uh, these are definitely industry terms. Warm, warm just means like. Well, I, I also feel like. Um, it's it's like you had to be there, you know what I mean? Uh, you you yeah. could you could describe what warm and flat and all this stuff means to me, but like I I, pr I feel like you would have to show me what the, it means. The best comparison I can maybe give you is that if you think about bows, everything like, is meant to sound good through bows. Okay. And not everything sounds good through every set of headphones or speakers. Right. Bows does something crazy. I don't even know what it is, but when you play things through bows, it's not difficult to make them sound good. Mm -hmm. But there are, are some speakers that it is difficult cuz either they don't they lack the quality or they lack the ability to, uh, maybe they don't have as much sub or the quality parts that they use is poor. But the thing is, is that there are some speakers that you can listen to and whatever they're doing to the sound, it sounds better than everything else, you know? So uh, in mixing- and, that, and, and, and Bose just has some sort of secret sauce. Yeah, and I'm not even saying there that like, there are people that dislike Bose and there are people that like Bose. I just happen to think that like, um, 
a lot of audio engineers will tell you beats suck. Like they're just like, hey, they're like really low end heavy, and they are. But I still think they low end heavy means a lot of bass, a lot of bass. Like when they come in, it's just always fat. You know what I mean? And it's im it's imbalanced. You know what I mean? Like there's so much weight on the low end that like it's just kind of it's heavy. But I like the sound of them. Well, I feel like that would be good for marketing because it's like the people who buy beats, they're probably listening to like rap music right. that they want like the heavy rap bass music, on. house music, all kinds yeah. of stuff that, that shit would go wild. And I think it's a great product. It's not meant for mixing because it's low end heavy. And Wait, what do you think of the headphones that you're wearing right now? Um, I mean, I think they sound good. What kind of headphones are they? I, they were 20 bucks at guitar center to be totally honest. First off, I like task game in general. I think they sound, uh, again, when we talk about warmth, they have a warmth that not all headphones have, you know, like, I can definitely hear myself and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt my ears. Right. A lot of times I feel like headphones, they can lack that low end in the first place. So I think they sound great and they're comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I will always say this cause I truly believe it. There's a company called biodynamics that makes headphones and they yeah, are undoubtedly like, there's nothing like them. Nothing. Bio die here. Buyer B E Y E R. Biodynamic. Yeah. So these guys, yeah, NorthAmericaBiodynamic.com. There are different reasons for for uh, different things. There's basically. Do you own a few of these? Yes, we we basically only run buyers at the house. Really? Mm-hmm. This is good to know. I call them pillows for your ears. They wow, are I the most that. comfortable. I'm telling you, you'll never put a pair of headphones on that feels as comfortable as these. Wow. They dude, yeah, like as the as the studio grows, I'd like to get like continuously just like enhanced yeah. stuff and it's like and like yeah, I know I, the, like I, I you know I've done my headphone research before, but I think that the ultimate form of headphone research is talking to an audio engineer. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like I think this is great. You've got a great setup. This sure is a great mic. It's all great things. Thank you, man. You know yeah. Oh I mean? yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought you said that sure is a, I mean, you did say that sure yeah. is a great mic, but yeah, this sure is a great mic. No, it sounds incredible. And again, there's a lot of warmth in it. I love it. The voice doesn't sound too thin. Uh, the reason I like buyers is number one, they do something in the stereo field. I don't even know what it is, but it sounds the most, again, it's like flat. And I, when I want to make things wide, it gives me the closest picture. Like it lets me paint the best pictures. Uh, I've never really like understood it this way other than like, it's there are some guitars when I play them they they sound good. Oh, you play guitar? I mean, I can. I definitely like it's nice. not my primary, but I I play it for studio stuff and I know enough to to get through it. But there are some guitars that I pick up and they make me want to play guitar. You know, really. Uh, and I've never the guitars we have for the studio are that way. It is really important like feel, but like those buyers headphones, they make me want to create. As soon as I make a world in there. I'm fully in there. There's nothing missing. It doesn't feel, they just feel the best. And then on top of that, they're actual, like the, the cuffs, I guess you would call them. It's unreal. You'll put it's them just on. just super comfortable. Yes. They're like made of like this plush material and oh they're gosh. so big that your ears still get tired in them if you wear them for hours, but they're so much bigger that your ears can like stand it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. So, sometimes I'll be wearing <laughs> these headphones for like, two or three hours and yeah. my ears will literally hurt yes absolutely it's like a painful thing and the thing is these have a little bit of space in them but honestly come by one day come by come back to coastal and check them out yeah like, man they're incredible i i really can't like they're one of the few ones that i'm like yep 
these are the company. This is the company that like did it. They made the right thing and they made it comfortable for other people. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I no doubt. Yeah, man, dude, having a good pair of headphones is something that a lot of people don't realize is so important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for everything. Yeah. And dude, now, um, that, do you think that Bluetooth will ever be so strong that you can use them in studios? I hope so, but I don't know. And it seems the reason I don't know is because it seems like they could already do that by now. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But I like, agree. Yeah. Like well, it, <clears throat> there probably is stuff out there. There probably is. Like NASA. Dude, NASA always has stuff. Like, dude, yeah. you know that NASA invented the uh, power drill that doesn't need um, a plug-in? Like, NASA invented... I didn't know that, no. Yeah, NASA invented the power drill that you just put batteries into. That's like, crazy. Like, they're always... I mean, and it makes sense. They're, it they, does. It's absolutely. NASA. Like, they're always ahead of the curve. There's this plug-in that we use for reverb. It's called the AMS. It's amazing. But the reason that I think it's super interesting is because... It is not built by people that do audio. It was built by people that were in like uh, aeronautics and like space engineering. What does it do? It's a reverb. So it's, it's meant. A, it's a reverb. Okay. So it's it's meant to give space and it like elongates and gives you almost like that like space hall feeling. But it's totally not just based about music. It's not about making a hallway. Why? Do, why would you think it was originally made? Um, I, I think that a lot of the people that were in on it, like had specific interest in this area and it was doing things. I mean, that's a great question. I don't know why you would, I think it was like, you work in space and aeronautics or whatever. Wait, what's the plugin called? Maybe we can find like real quick. Maybe we can find something. It's called the AMS. I almost wrote the AMS AMS. reverb plugin. AMS reverb plugin. Oh my god! I'm like on the precipice of like needing to sneeze, like I don't. Dude, know. I had that moment earlier, like sitting here. Yes, Hold today. On. Wait, I'm so close. Oh my god, this sucks. Like I totally hear you. I was thinking. Oh, uh, it like just this? passed. I wish that I sneezed though, dude. I'm in the mood for chicken wings, bro. Chicken wings. What's the best chicken wings in Tampa, dude? I honestly don't know, <laughs> bro. I know. It's the worst. No, no, no. Oh, you know. I know. Oh, yeah. Tell me, dude. I went to this open mic last night at a bar called shuffle have you heard of shuffle no okay i'll I'll bring you out i'll bring you out shuffle dude and i'll show you some videos from my instagram i'll show you them now fuck it yeah dude i've been to you know like a handful of open mics like mostly stand-up comedy some music but dude like the and i know i know the for the listeners i know this is gonna sound douchey but fuck you just it's true the ultimate vibes. The ultimate vibes at Shuffle. It was literally just such a positive, reinforcing spot. Dope. Just, dude, I got up there and sang a song wow. with a guitar. Yeah, I sang Sister Golden Hair uh, okay. but by America, but I sang the Yonder Mountain String Band version of it. Okay. And it was my first time ever performing with a guitar in front of people, which was fun. Wow. And I got I got a fucking ovation. It was it was like that's amazing. It was dude. It was so fun, man. It was so and dude. Oh wait, yo, let me just show you. Oh, dude, this girl just put a, a posted a picture of me. Uh, there you go. Sh- shout out to Girls Room Radio Val. Um, we she brought she is uh, making these tie dye bucket hats and they are crazy. Heck yeah. Ooh, shouts to Grant. Oh wait, shouts to Graham Radio for always supporting GR and for breaking out our podcast cherry. Or for, and for breaking our podcast, Cherry, this past summer, 
which if you haven't listened to, you should. One, be ashamed. I love that. Do follow the link. Hey, I love you, Val. Shout out to Val. Um, but dude, let, let me show you this shit real quick. Th- this is actually crazy. So this, w- this was last night. This was literally last night in Tampa. Or can we not hear it right now? Okay, wait, wait. Okay, it's all good. It's all good. I, I can play it through my Instagram. Like True. I'm on my phone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's run by uh, Mike Mass. If you look up Mike Mass on uh, Instagram, um, he uh, you, you don't have to write it, but uh, he dude, this dude Mike Mass, he's a rapper in Tampa, and gotcha. he was on. You know, Sway in the Morning. I don't. So Sway in the Morning is like a podcast. It's like a rapper podcast. It's very cool. very cool, but it's very well known. It's like the Sick. number one rapper podcast. Okay, all right. He did a freestyle on that, which is crazy that he got on that. Okay, yeah. Okay, wait. This is what I was trying to show you. <laughs> That's great. This guy, too. This dude, this is Ken Apperson. Ken Apperson's nuts. And by the way, every all this is everything that you're hearing in the background is all looping. Like he literally yeah. loops yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, that's yeah. that's crazy. The, the looping and, and, is, and is totally for the, different. For the first one, that was, for this, it's Lakeland Lofi at L K L D Lofi. Dude, we were going. I feel like okay. The video that I showed you of the dude on the little SPC four hundred four, yes. like it's one of those things where you had to be there because yeah. it was so like we the crowd was going bananas. Yes, at this little at this little spot, dude. I'll hit you up. We'll go to yeah. We'll go to shuffle. Let's do it. Yeah, Shuff- shuffle is an absolute spot, dude. Uh, like good performance like that. It's sometimes it's a moment thing. Like if yeah. you, if you can capture people like that and you're just in it, it's like oh my god, yeah. I have been in those scenarios before where it's just like, this is incredible. Yeah, but it's like, if you took a video of it, it's like fireworks, dude. You know what I think is the dorkiest thing ever? People who take videos of fireworks shows. That's a good point. You are not going to rewatch a fuck. What are you going to do? Even like go on your phone and be like, you're not, you're not wrong there. I've never considered that, but you're totally, Totally right. It's one of those things where it's like, no matter what you do, it's never going to sound that good. Dude, yo, when you said no matter what you do, I thought of the um, Childish Gambino song. No matter what you say and what you do. Yes. No matter, I'll be right by your side. 10,005. Hell yeah. Dude, that's a great song. That's a great song. Yeah, you oh like Childish Gambino? Yes. Yes. Dude, I'm amazing. Not, Literally amazing. Here you go. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know everything by Gambino, but like I'm a, I'm a massive fan of him in general as a person. He's done so many things. I saw him at Bonnaroo once. Wait, when? I also saw him at Bonnaroo. Which Bonnaroo have you been to? It was 18 or 19. It was 18 or 19. Did I see him at Bonnaroo? Oh, no, I saw Chance at Bonnaroo. Damn, I went to Bonnaroo. We just missed each other. I went 14, 15, and 16. Gotcha. I, you know, it's so stupid. I lived in Tennessee for five years and didn't go to Bonnaroo until after I lived there. Oh, we talked about this at Coastal Creative. Probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And Dude. I got to say, like, I saw a lot of really good shows. There were shows that I liked personally better, but he put on a show that was undeniably the fattest thing at Bonnaroo. Really? Like, Why? I just, did I did just, he go into the crowd? He, I, you know, like he had this like kind of like, first off, it was the most like live, the, the live performances incomparable. There was nobody like I saw Post Malone there that year and I remember being stoked about it, but nothing 
makes a performance like live musicians the way that when, when you use it right, you know, and his show was just so good. And there were so many people there. I intended to be up close, but I couldn't, like, yeah, I, 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 I didn't impossible. plan for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't plan it early enough, but that shit was wild. It was by far the biggest thing I saw at Bonnaroo that year. Dude. Yeah. I saw, I, I watched his um Coachella set and he like went into the crowd and like smoked a joint with someone like in the crowd. Very, very cool. But when I was a student at Florida State, cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers. He had just dropped because of the internet, which I know you know what that album is. Mm-hmm. And he went on like a, like the most random tour. It was like a five-city tour, and somehow Tallahassee was on that tour. Yeah. This is when I was a freshman at Florida State. This is in 2014. Mm-hmm. And so... We bought the tickets well in advance, and on the tickets, the di- there was, like, directions. And on the directions was to download an app. It was, like, the Childish Gambino concert app or whatever. Downloaded it, and on the app, it said this app. Like, like literally, you would click the app. And on the app, it said, this will be activated at the show. So like and so we have this for a month on our phones. It just it, this will be activated at the phone. It's like okay, whatever the fuck that means. So God, I, I wonder if that sound is coming through on these on, on this. You know what I mean? It might be. It might not be. Honestly, but I, I doubt it. I doubt, I don't, yeah, I, don't I doubt it. That crazy. I doubt it. Um, so we go to the show, and there's like uh, we we go there very early to get great spots, of course, because yep. he. I'm very lucky to have friends who also know about. Childish Gambino. Yes. So dude, he's so fucking good. He's so insane at good. so many things. It he, freaks me dude, out. Dude, yeah, he's a Renaissance man. Him, Jamie Foxx, fucking like the, the Renaissance men. Yes. Um. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I well, I have questions for you after your story. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we get to the show very early, and on the stage, there's no one on the stage. Obviously, the lights are on before the show, but there's a projection screen taking up the whole stage. And one half is just like a blank, it's just like a blank black screen that looks kind of like a chalkboard. And the other one is like, like the other half. So that's the first half. The first half is just a blank chalkboard. The other half is what looks like, um, like a chat room. You know what I mean? So we took out the app and no longer says this will be activated at the show. Like we're at the show. It says button activate, click activate. And it gives us two options. Either type or draw. Draw, yeah. Yeah. And dude, as more and more people piled into the show, it was just like, it became like a, a virtual chat room. Yes. Just like everything was being shown on the stage and people were drawing things. Like, yes. dude, it, and sometimes like people would draw such funny things. Dude, Absolutely. It was yeah. the coolest thing ever. One of the, that's so crazy. I can't, like, I can't even believe you're saying this because one of, one of the projects that I'm in uh, is King Complex and- um, basically, I, I would love for you specifically, I think you'd love it to, to come out to a show, but basically the, I'm the, down. the vibe that we have is that we play in suits and black masks. We have like a lighting and a visual setup and a lot of the visual stuff, like we put it up on, on TVs or projectors, things like that. But one of the things that I wanted to do, and there's an app that does it. I just haven't experimented with it much because it's been a pandemic here. We've played literally like two or three times this year. It's just, it's not the time, but, um, uh, one of the things I was looking into was, could you set up an app that people could come into and they could contribute visual work to it? You know what I mean? 
Dude, yo, here, yo, you know what, man? Amazing. I'll, I'll, let me put you in contact with Childish Gambino's agent. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank you so much, my dude. Wow, that, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. But dude, so nonchalant. <laughs> it's it's realistic. Like yeah. you can totally do that. If they can it's do that insane. in 2014, you can figure out how to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, no, how hard could that possibly I saw be? apps for it. I just like the thing about it is that that's a live show thing, and like we got to find the right time for it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. not the time. But there's a um. There's a house DJ named Jemmy okay. in uh he's he's British and at a lot of his shows he literally just like has a projector just like on him and like it like Absolutely. goes in the background and yep. dude I like when I start like dude I, I've been uh never mind I've been networking with some DJs out here I'm trying to find some shows um if you're listening to this and you're in Tampa and you're looking for a DJ hit me up uh, we got hella DJ equipment here. I have a ton of experience, and I'm skilled, and I'm dope. I'm the fucking man. Uh, well, I sound terrible right now. I'm skilled, and I'm dope, and yeah. I'm not plugging myself at all. Uh, hashtag self-promo. Um, Absolutely. What was I even saying? You were talking about DJs? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, the projector. Yes. I want, like, once, I, like, f- for, like, house shows, like, house, yeah. like, like, yes. like, not, maybe, maybe at a bar, maybe not. Like the bar would have to be down for this, which by the way would be a very, very cool thing. I want to do that. Like I want to do like a projector, a projection thing and with like people being able to um write and draw. Yeah. That said, I need to take a piss so fucking bad. Sick. Quick quick piss break. They say the price of a house is too much. I'm not willing to pay. Insane because you have not used the lone dog, you're waiting in vain. So sad. All you would need is a loan from the lone dog, and then you would be so glad. But despite your strength, your estrangement, you've not hit up the lone dog for some reason. But you'll be back. Soon you'll see, you remember you belong to me. You'll be back, time will tell. You remember that I served you well. Uh, mortgage, interest rates rise. House prices fall. You <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> So I forgot to do my uh, God. Look at my titty. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Nice titty. That's a, yeah. I have. Listen, bro. I'm strong. Okay. I'm str- I'm a strong guy. I have a lot of mass. All right. Wait, do you watch? It's always sunny. I have, but I okay. Don't, I don't watch like Mac is like okay. In episodes where Mac is super fat, he's like, I'm packing on mass, bro. And I feel like that's what I sound like, but it's like, dude, I'm strong, man. I actually, so what? good, dude. Okay, so I'm in this hundred. I'm in this hundred day challenge. Okay. Today was twenty day twenty three. Every day, hundred push ups, five minutes of planks. Fair. And we've him, me, and this comedian in New York City. This dude, Jew. It, it, dude, we've been crushing it. Black dude. His name's Jew. Like, it, which is funny because like Jewish, yes. Jew. You know what I yes. mean? Yeah. We should start a podcast called Jew and Jewish, which would be funny. You could. Yeah. Like Jew, or maybe just Jew, like J-U-ish. Ish, Like yeah, Jewish. Jewish. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That would be fu- that would just be a good-ass time. You could do it. Him and our homies. I fuck with it. Anyway, this morning, drove to LA Fitness and bought a year membership to LA, to LA Fitness. Okay. So I worked out. This, uh, like, all I've been able to do is work out just, like, outside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, bro, I'm a, did someone just knock on the fucking door? No, I kicked the chair. 
Oh, okay, cool. I was like, bro, like we're recording in here. Dude, I need to get a uh, recording. What? Like a light? A light. Yeah. yeah, I need to get a recording light because it's like you. I've been podcasting here before and like obviously like Wright. Who, well, okay, you met Wright. Wright's like the main producer. He also works at OMZ. Like he would never knock on the door if I was podcasting. Obviously. Yeah. But it's like I was podcasting with someone and someone and that dude's buddy like knocked on the door. And was like, Yo, hey. what up, dude? Like, hey, man. Well, he needed him for something. But it's still, it's like, bro, like, do I walk in on you while you're like, like, your like while you're recording a rap? Like, yeah. if, if you're taking a picture of some model, am I jumping into the picture and like photobombing? Like, no. Maybe. I mean, I'm down. Dude, the amount, dude, bro. I'll show you some stuff off camera. The amount of like, of, of like models who come through here are insane. Like, th- it is ridiculous. Like, so. We're actually starting a little TV show here okay. called um, OMC.TV, okay. which might be ch- – the name might be changed as of today to Graham Cam, which, okay. dude, <laughs> like – Graham Cam. That's incredible. There you go. Dude, yeah, man. But, like, dude, the amount of, like, models that come through here and just, like, get, like, professionally taken pictures of them are – it's, like, hilarious that I'm, like, a part of it. It's, I'm, I'm, like, a fucking – I'm not your stereotypical white Jewish dude from South Florida, but I am a white Jewish dude from South Florida mm-hmm. nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And it's like my whole life, my crews have been, you know, like Hispanic people and white Jewish people because that's I'm from South Florida and that's what's there. But it's like I've never been like – I've never like seen like the true underbelly of a society. Mm-hmm. Not – and I feel like that – okay, that may have come off wrong. When I say the underbelly of society, I don't mean like the um, the people who are like – any less significant than anyone else. That's not what yes. I'm saying. But I'm just saying people who are in a different culture. Like, that's a better way of saying it. Like, I, I always tie those things back to, like, what I try to do because I've never understood anything less than what I've understood is that I have been very fortunate. I have been extremely fortunate in life that, like, I don't know. I think I think that I've been lucky to be able to do my own business and do those things. Like right. I've been able to accomplish it. I don't think everyone has been given the opportunities and or grown up with a mindset of being told they can do it. That's not what I'm saying though. That, that th- we're we're on different pages right now. Okay. Like okay. I, I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who were told those things, but in a different way. Okay. Like like uh, uh, like the people who I'm meeting are like underground rappers in Tampa yeah. and like photographers and videographers like who are like fucking like they're not artsy at all but it's like dope you know what i yeah. mean like when you think like style like yeah it's a, yeah there you go it's a different style yeah. than what like y- like you and i are used to probably no doubt. yeah let me uh, yes so it's just crazy to be in this in this studio it's yeah. like, dude, it's so different than anything that I've ever experienced in my life. Well, that's not true. My dad ad- ad definitely took me to a few pretty epic places. Like, my dad was, like, always friends with, like, um, like Rastafarians in Miami. And I was just, like, when I was five to, to like, 12 years old, I, w- I would just be going to, like, my dad's house. And he'd be hanging out with, like, a bunch of fucking Rastas. Yeah, with like super long dreadlocks, and we'd like be chilling and stuff. So I, I guess what I'm saying is like, 
it's been a while. <laughs> like yeah. it's been a while since I've been like engulfed in such a different type of cool, I crazy culture. It's like, dude, I have like a bunch of friends in Tampa who were like all I went to college with all of them. Every single time that I've visited Tampa, I've hung out with like my friends in Tampa. But I've been so engulfed in this yeah. that it's like I've just it's been crazy. No, I like it, it's literally been crazy. Yeah, but it, it's like it's so fucking fun though. It's funny like, dude, to the me. amount of fun that I'm having it is is astronomical. It's just ridiculous. I th- I think a lot like I have definitely lived on the side of, oh my god, I'm gonna work my nine to five and I'm gonna make this stuff happen. I'm gonna do music on the side and then done music for a living. Right. And the thing that blows my mind is that it depends on how badly you want to do it, but like, it is an absolutely different lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy to me that people can do this. Yeah, you know? it's doable. Like, it is for real doable. Yeah. It just takes doing. And, bro, a lot... Okay. Let me ask you something, dude. Okay. You're an audio engineer. You're an audio engineer. Okay. How many people have hit you up and said, hey, Sean, I'm thinking about becoming an audio engineer. What should I do? And then you say, you should do A, B, and C. And then, end of conversation. And then they never do anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, well, first off, I think that a lot of people, there's not a ton of people that really, if they say they want to do it, realize what it takes to do it. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, in order to be like a musician or make money in music, like it sounds like a fantasy. It's very romantic to say, I'm going to be a musician, Yeah. but it's realistic, but it just takes a lot of like, (laughs) good way to say this. It takes a lot of self-work. Like, it takes a lot of, like, just fit. Like, dude, no one taught me this stuff. No one taught me that I needed a video switcher and Black Magic was a thing and the Roadcaster is the greatest thing ever and, like, OBS. Like, dude, literally everything that you're looking at from the cameras to the the arms to the fuck, to, to the lights to everything, it's literally just me on Google. Yeah. Just fucking Googling how to do this shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I'm sure you can agree with this. The, like, whatever you buy, like, whatever the equipment that you buy or whatever software that you download that you're learning, it opens up a whole bunch of new doors to Absolutely. things that you need to buy no. and, like, learn, you know? Well, you know, like, I, again, this is fortune. This is time. I'm finally at a point where. I remember being at a point where I was like, I need better plugins. I need this so I can be this, so I can be this, so I can be this. And now there's too much. It's like, it's not option paralysis, but now I know I have everything Whoa, I could ever. option paralysis. So when you Dude, have... Wait. Option paralysis. Option paralysis. That's the word. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, wait, wait. You do the dun, dun, dun. I'm going to say option do the dun 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 no 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 like the Mission Impossible thing dun 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 dun, dun option dun, paralysis dun, 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 dun. okay cool we're, we're good yeah go. that's the phrase of the week I'm about <laughs> it yeah um yeah just too many options yeah it's like <laughs> I, like yeah. it's like saying like I can do this thirteen different ways I don't know what to do right or or looking like realizing you have so many ways to do it that like you just got you got too many options and so m- the thing is is that again. This is ever-changing. As you continue, as I continue to do this stuff, I think there's new ways to do everything, and sometimes it gets boring to do things the same ways. You know, you want to learn about new things, but you don't want to overwhelm yourself. Yeah. You know, like, I like momentum. I like to know that, you know, when someone comes into the studio, 
it like there's a part of me that's like I want to go to town and do whatever I would love, but I also love to just get an artist's perspective. If it's the track that we're working on, do you like this? Do you like this? I don't necessarily love everything that artists say they love, but I work with the things that they love and I try and get the most of it that I can so that when I'm working on things without them, I have the most of them inside of it. Right. Like it it feels good to know that people you know like if there's even sounds i would never consider that's my favorite thing about the studio is that like uh i can i can write music and i I produce a ton of things but i produce a ton of things i would never produce for myself and that's the thing that i think stretches me more than just writing for myself you write a lot of things that you would never produce for yourself right so like so you you're saying that you're writing them for like the benefit of other artists. Yeah, or I write them for the benefit of writing something that I would love. Okay. I, I like I like a lot of R&B stuff, but my voice and my style doesn't necessarily vibe with that all of the time. Do you sing on some of your tracks? Yeah, I have original stuff. I just like, I do it really for myself. Can you freestyle? No. No, okay. No, no we won't <laughs> go there. We won't go there. <laughs> I was about to like... Trust me when I say it's not worth it. Okay. Uh, and maybe if I practice more, it would be. But I can say this, is that like... There are things that like when I th- there are artists that I have the 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 one that I won't say I have there are artists that I work with uh, and one of the ones I'll call out or there's two uh, there's Kiru Green and Miles Optimistic they're the bomb I love them they're wait so wait what what are their instas I'll, I'll follow them on oh wait I forgot to promote my shit God damn it okay I'll do that after what um, we can do it now if you want nah nah whatever what what uh, what are their instas. Um, I think Miles is just Miles Optimistic, but I don't know that. Let me see if I can figure. I'm also wearing a Miles Optimistic hoodie. Uh, oh shit! Wait, yes. wait, hold on. Wait, show it. Show it. You're wearing a Miles Optimistic hoodie. Yes, Miles Optimistic. Yeah, that's a crazy design. Oh, Miles is the bomb. I love them. They uh, they come in and just want to create so much, and they are about their community for sure. I I uh, shout out Miles. They're one of my favorites. Wait, um, how do you spell opt op o p t i m? It is uh opti- wait, optimistic op- Miles. Maybe I could. That might be it, but no. Hang on. Let me tell you this, because I I know. Oh wait, wait. What, what's this though? Wait, this is funny. Hold on. Wait. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> look, 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 dude. Sean. <laughs> what the oh, what's fuck? What's going on here? Yeah. Oh wait, my god. I don't. Yeah, that's crazy. Optimistic Miles. <laughs> or no, this is Optimus Miles. <laughs> yeah. This is Optimus Miles. I'm sorry. Here we go. So Miles. Oh wait, hold on. Optimus Miles is funny, man. Wait, what's this video? Hold on. What the hell is this? This is from a hundred. This is from May thirtieth, two thousand eighteen. Oh, of course. <laughs> that's the dorkiest thing I've ever seen. That's like obviously the dude knew that it was coming. Yeah, but that's dude. This is dude. What is Optimus Miles, bro? I don't know. Yo, what is this the internet, this dude though. though. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's adorable. It's also like, hey man, what's going on over Yo, here? Throwback. Yo, TBT, dude. That th- how about the retro though? Yo, it's great. That's hard. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the pastel colors. About that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Optimus Miles, dude. Thanks. From a hor- a four hundred and forty-seven. I will show you this so that you know this is Miles. Wait, Miles. yeah, let me pull. <laughs> pull up the actual Miles. <laughs> what the wait, what? M-Y-L-E-S. How do you spell it? M Y L E S. M Y L E S. And then. O P T I M Y S T I C. Okay, I think I got yeah. it. With the unicorn. Yes, this is Miles. Miles is awesome. Uh, like, honestly, Miles does a ton of music and always wants to involve their community in it. And it's dope, it really dude. Yo, um, I, I, let's have him on the pod. 
Yeah, I, I know that Miles would love that. And, like, honestly, yeah, just shout out. Really, really includes their community and gets it. Um, Miles Wait, what does he do, though? Like, who is this guy? Miles does a ton of different things, but really, Miles comes in, uh, and there's all kinds of music. He, They've got existing music already, but they've been coming in the studio for the past few months. And just working on a couple of different varying projects. One is Miles Optimistic. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What's this? Uh, Hold on. Wait, wait, he, 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 yeah, he posted an open mic. Let's see what this open mic is. Always around open mics and doing events and stuff like that. They've got a project. Uh, Let's see this. Wait, okay. this, so this is for Tampa. Cherry Open Friday's mic hosted by... Oh, Friday's not a good mic. I don't know. Open mic. Or it might be. I don't know. Hosted by Chris Cherry Bula Baklava. Not Bula Kavanda. 8 p.m. to 12 a.m., Florida Avenue, huh? Cats out of awesome the bag. Great. I'm hosting my first ever open mic. Bring your masks. Ugh, I, good, bring your masks. But bring like, masks. I can't wait for this fucking stupid bullshit to be over. Um, bring your masks. If you'd like a slot ahead of time, feel free to DM me. Dude, very, very cool. Sorry, that's a TikTok thing. Very cool. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, Here, great. Dude. Wait, I'm gonna hit this. I'm gonna hit this dude with the follow, and I'm gonna DM him. Um, message. He knows you? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Hey, man. I am talking with... Shit, what's your last name again? Uh, Buchek. B-U-C-H-E-C-K. B-U and then check. Hey, man. I'm talking with John Buchek. About wait, Buchek? Buchek. About you right now. <laughs> Heck yeah. Shout Hell out to yeah. Miles, always. Shout out to, Mi- shout out to Mile at Miles Optimistic. Yeah, and basically the, the, the biggest thing out of that is that, like, Miles and uh, the other one I will tell you just because they are awesome is Kiru. Um, they are artists that inspire me. Like, when uh, my friend Kiru, she's the bomb. Uh, there's many a tracks that I've done, but, like, there's one track that she's done that is by far my favorite of everything that I've, I've ever touched. And Can we listen to it right now? Um, I could send it to you. Yeah, yeah. Do you have Spotify? It's not up right. It's not up yet. It's not on Spotify and stuff yet because they're they're working on their own project. But I know they would appreciate the uh, the shout out. But I can send it to you if you want, dude. I j- yeah, please send it to me. I also want to tell the listeners what I'm looking at on my phone right now. I was supposed to have a phone call with this dude. Um, uh, w- he's also in the Jewish leadership thing. Um, and we we're just like literally supposed to call and shoot the shit. And yeah. he, he just uh, said like he just canceled, which is fine. Like hey hey um. I have something come up, and I won't be able to join your call, blah, 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 blah. So I just sent him the weirdest response ever. I sent him what I meant to be a frowny face, but I did it with, like, a semicolon. Okay. So it's, like, a winky frowny face. All right. Which doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't. No, yeah. That you're confusing people, but it's great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's entertaining. But, yeah, I, yes. sen- I sent him um, semicolon, um, open... Open parentheses, open parentheses, open parentheses. So it's like three frowns, but with a winky face. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally going to get it immediately. Yeah. Uh, what's a good email? Wait, wait, what? Sense? I'm not going to get shit. But wait, wait, what would you say? What do you mean? Totally going to get it. Like the, the winky brownie face. Oh, I yeah, yeah. He's totally not going to get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever. It's fine. All right, so what were you showing? Oh, my God, that's the new iPhone. Dude, what's I your email? My email, gramradio at gmail.com. And that's G-R-A-H-M, no ham in my name because I'm Jewish. I'm not kosher, but I do love bacon. I was named after Bill Graham, the music promoter for the Grateful Dead in the 70s. He's the man. GrahamRadio at gmail.com. Yeah, you got that. There that's right. Go. I didn't press send, though. No, no, you're good. I'm going to send it to you. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, one of, one of the, 
one of my friends, an artist that I got to work with. Her name is Kiru. She's the bomb. Um, and she came in and basically just had a beat she already was like inspired by and did some vocal takes over it. And as soon as I heard it, it was just like, I need to make music for you. you what's the what I mean? what's her Insta? Her Insta is hang on. Isn't it crazy how Insta is like the the platform? It's like where yes. you find everything. Absolutely, it's Instagram is crazy. Uh, it's Kiru K I R U underscore Green, like it's spelled uh, G R E E N. Kiru Green, hello Kiru Green. She's the bomb. I just hit you with a follow. Nice. Um. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like that's the thing is that, like when I when I hear art, that's the biggest thing I I am finding about myself as we continue to do the studio is that when I find an artist that inspires me, that's when I jump on it. It's like I don't want to do everything. I just want to do the things that push me a little bit further, and then I think that's amazing. I can't believe you can do that. Well, how does she push it further? Well, first off, she's just very very. Outside of being very talented and a great person, very, very talented with her words and her flow and her melodies are just all, they, they're they different than the stuff that I normally, like, I would never sit down and say, all right, I'm going to okay. make this so I can sing over it. All right, so we're going to listen to this right now. Let's pull this up. Um, oh, I thought it was just going to be able to pull up a lyric right quick. No, it's all good. You can, like, scroll it to a chorus or something if you oh want. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. This is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It gets loud, so. Things are getting uncomfortable. I'm out of my space, out of my mind. Feel like I'm going local till I'm no longer local. Real wide. How they get you through that loophole? Who look who? Zulu true. Feel like a mystery. Scooby Doo, baby. Take a seat. What it do? Chain by the boo-boo. In it, put a spell on me. We go way back. Slick back. Gunny pack. Similarly. Yeah. She's killer. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Thank you wow. so much, people. That is 
Kiru Green, K I R U underscore G R E E N. That's her. In, that's her Instagram username. Yes. Damn. Yes. No. Damn. She's great. And like the Damn. thing is, I know that I would never have like. I remember when she came in. I remember being like, I have to make music for you. And I know that she comes in and we work on projects together in the very beginning. And I kind of like flesh things out. But I would have never just like sat down by myself and been like, this is great for me to do. And like, it's really. So I that's what you were talking about when you said that, y- like, a lot of times you are producing for th- artists that you wouldn't produce for, like, your or the sound. It yeah. wouldn't be, like, w- your own sound. Yeah. And, yeah. like, the thing about Kiru. Or, like, it, it is your own sound, but it's not, like, what you would do if they weren't a factor. I don't think that people, don't get me wrong, I guess they could. Like, you can make things formulaic, but, like, there's no way I could make something that I couldn't make my own. You know what I mean? But the way that I make things is that I like to find things that, again, it's about momentum. So when Kiru comes in, it's about, like, what makes... Kiru the happiest because as I continue to see those things I go okay I know this is going to hit well I can make things around this I can make things sound better even if I don't love them right now you know what I mean right and there's something I don't agree with I can always say to most people hey like I don't think this is the right move but how do you feel we always land in places that work but uh, I just want the best sounding thing ever and I know for a fact that when Kiru came in it was like you have something you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I want you to you have You have – the classic thing is you have it. I don't know what it is, but right. you have right. it. It's it's something that, like, I don't know. Like, I know that I hear that, and I go, I don't know many people that can do that or are willing to do that because they've explored it enough. You know what I mean? She even Dude, I got to get your ass out to the Shuffle Tuesdays yeah. because it's like fucking – bro, we got to get Cure out there. Like, yeah. the vibes at that shuffle are astronomical. It yeah. is literally just the most supportive, fun group. And it's not even like a – it's just like a – it's a sectioned-off part of the bar. Like, the whole bar is obviously yeah. the open mic. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, an outside area where you can just go out. Dude, I shot the shit with, like, some locals for, like, fucking 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just, like, uh, there was this uh, gay dude – named uh named uh R or something. He had like some weird name, he's French. And we were literally just like talking shit for like 30 minutes and I was li- he was ripping on me for being Jewish. I was ripping on him for being gay. Like it was just like love. Yeah. You know yeah, what I, I mean? mean? Like it was just fucking love. Like it was great. I drank a few I didn't drink at all, but I uh, my, my, um the dude who runs it, Mike Mass of Wave Theory, he doesn't drink and he but but He's been buying Heineken Zeros. Have, okay. you heard of, have you heard of those? I have not. They're great. Like, dude, okay. I, I was not trying to drink last night. I did not drink at all. But if I'm out, there's just something about drinking something that tastes like shit. <laughs> you there know you what go. I mean? This feels You know right. what I mean? Yeah, like there's something yeah. about holding something and sipping on it. Absolutely. And it's yeah. habitual. It's a ritual, which is fine. It's not a big deal. So, like, I drank a – he gave me a Heineken Zero, and it was good. It kind of tasted like uh, – like – if apple juice had thick carbonation, okay, but yeah, it, but I hear you. do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Which is mm. kind of what Harney Heineken tastes like. Normal, like I, if you really think, like if I to, if I didn't tell you what I was giving you, and I just gave you a Heineken, and I was like, this is apple uh, juice with thick carbonation, you'd be like, it is apple juice with thick carbonation. Also, I'm lit. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you were lit, like the thing is, I think it depends on how flavorful the apple juice was. You know what I mean? I love, love apple juice. Apple juice. Apple juice is amazing. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Was that your favorite, uh, like, drink when you were, like, uh, growing up and stuff? Apple juice? No, this is crazy, but I actually know this answer, and the answer is I really liked the Fruitopia. It was a company called Fruitopia. Fruitopia. And they had a drink called Fruit Integration, and that shit was dang. Damn. Dang. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even tell you, like, I very rarely have that conversation with people, but every time it comes up, I go, Fruitopia. Wait, fruit wait, let's look up Fruitopia right it's now. It's so good. Fruitopia. Boom. Let's find this shit. Yo, it like looked like it belongs 15 or 20 years ago. I love it. Oh, I've seen this. I've never tried it, though. Bro, I mean, I'm down, dude. Dude, I know, I know for a fact, like, it's so far in my nostalgic childhood. It's that, so, like, it's so nostalgic. When looking. I was a kid, the way that I would say it, I, I couldn't even, like, I didn't understand, like, necessarily. No preservatives. Words. Strawberry passion awareness. Absolutely. Wait, oh what? Whoa. Oh, awareness. Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like a picture of like George yeah. Floyd in like the oh background or some yeah. shit. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. Strawberry passion awareness. Oh my <laughs> God. Yo. Have you seen the um I'm trying to think of what it is. It's like the seltzer waters, but they're they're like they're memes about like white strawberry claw? not white claw. Um God dude. Who would know? Colin, who would know? No, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Oh, dude, we, we call I people all the time on the podcast. Oh, yo, I, I feel like um hang on. I just gotta Google it real quick because I feel like I could find it. Um, okay, hit it with a quick Google. Um, okay. Uh meme seltzer water. Meme. Seltzer water. Yeah, that's what I got right now. Okay, wait. I'll hear. I'll oh, Lacroix. Lacroix. Oh, Lacroix. Yeah. Oh, wait. Meme. Why is it memey? Yo, I'm telling you, like their flavors are. Um, wait, what are what are the Lacroix flavors? New Lacroix. <laughs> this is the meme. New Lacroix flavors transported in a truck near bananas. <laughs> hint Dude. of hint of hint of lime. Hint of hint of lime. Single Skittle dissolved in water. Oh, that's my favorite fucking thing ever. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? Shy watermelon. That's fucking fit. Dude, shy watermelon. <laughs> and imagine like a strawberry, but with low battery. <laughs> what is that the flavor? Imagine like a strawberry, but with it's low battery. It's just memes of LaCroix. <laughs> it's amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Hold that out. I'm taking a picture of you. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Dude, this is a great picture. I don't e I, I honestly don't like LaCroix and this whatever. I'm not a big seltzer water person, but like as soon as I saw this, I was like, yep, that makes fucking sense. Dude, that's fucking hilarious. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I'm down though. Dude, oh, strawberry, but it tastes like it's on low battery. Yeah. Like for some reason, I feel like I know what that tastes like. Yo, because of things like LaCroix. If it's like flavored but yeah. lightly, you know what I mean? That's true. Dude, I don't like seltzer water. That shit's nasty. I don't really like it either. That shit's so nasty, bro. Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yes. Dude, can we go back to looking at Optimus, uh, Opti Optimus Miles' Instagram? I'm, like, I'm 100% serious. There was such good shit on there that <laughs> I want to, like, hit this dude up and have him on the pod. Wait, wait, where did it go? Hold on. Is it going to go back? No, 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 no. Come on. We got to pull up Optimus Miles' Instagram. God, this podcast has turned into something amazing. <laughs> Optimus Miles. I'm going to hit him with a Oh, wait. Kira Green messaged us back. Kira Green. What's the podcast called, by the way? Go on my goddamn Instagram. What are you talking about? What's the podcast called? Look at my Instagram. Look at, click, on, click on my name. The great, your, what's the podcast called? You're DMing with Graham Radio. <laughs> it's it, it's eh, eh. probably just trying to reach out. You know, oh my gosh. Be a homie. 
Yo, should we go on YouTube Live right now just for the purpose of saying hi to Kira Green? No, that's kind of aggressive. I'm good. I'll whatever you want to do. Nah, she's my homie. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> Cause like I, I want to like edit this podcast a little bit later. I've been doing too many YouTube lives. Just too many YouTube lives. It's just like I need to get back to my roots of not doing that. What's the podcast called? Bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, I just write. Listen up. I'm blocking you. Excuse me. Okay, wait, wait. Kira Green, seriously. I'm sorry for being mean. I hope you didn't take offense to what I was just saying. I was just joking. Don't. She's the bomb. Okay. I'm going to say hi. <laughs> podcast is called. Hold on. It's called Glam Radio Podcast. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I hope she listens. She'll be stoked. Dude, podcasting is so fun, man. It's so, like, like, dude, I feel like everyone and their mother says that, oh, my God, everyone does a podcast. And it's not true. Like, a lot of people just yeah. realize, a lot of people realize, like, that podcasting is becoming, like, really, really useful for everything. Networking, making money, um, learning about something. Like, everyone's realizing that. But then, like we were talking about before, when you say, like, oh, you need to do this and this and this and this and this, like, a lot of people, like, who actually want to do a podcast will do that. But a lot of people who realize, like, what's an RSS feed? That is, th- that is like, the uh, okay, a lot of people who realize, like, the amount of fucking work that it takes end up not doing it, which is, like, fine because you have other shit to do. Yeah. But it's, okay, what were we going to say? No, I, like, you're, you're. You're onto something in the sense of, like, first off, I don't think a lot of people set this up. You know what I mean? Right. I think the thing is, is that if you want to do it right, and it's not, like, good or bad. Like, there are many different levels of quality, even in, like, what interface you use, what mic you use, right. whatever you're going to go with it. So, first off, I think it depends on how heavy you commit. You're clearly committed heavy into it, which is why it's, like, I can listen to this, and it sounds warm, and it sounds good, and... Nothing hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it just sounds good. Thank you. Know you. I mean? Yeah, of course. But the other thing is that um, I feel like the podcast thing is really, I don't know where like the plateau is, but it's untapped potential. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's very successful as it is right now. You know what I mean? But I also think that. Um, Bro, can I tell you something? Go ahead. I think that Coastal Creative should have a podcast. They do. What is it? It's 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 like I I I think they posted on their Coastal Creative page, but they have their own like they don't do it as often, but they definitely every month or so probably do a podcast with like the team itself. That's cool. You know, yeah, yeah, and it's it's definitely a thing that like I think everyone. That's not enough though. One month. That's not gonna like garner an audience. I th- I think there's plans to do more as it is in general. Okay, I it's cool. I mean, dude, I'm not a part of Coastal Creative, so I don't know what's going on. No, but like, dude, my what's funny is like my answer to everything is just do a podcast. Well, the thing it's just is, such is a great form of of marketing and like networking. It really is. It's just people talking about other things and new things, new discovering new perspectives. And I, the podcasting again, I think it's untapped potential because I think it only has room to grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world, but it's. Everyone has an opinion, you know? Yeah. And the podcast allows people to talk about themselves, talk about their thoughts, talk about your thoughts, talk about my thoughts, talk about everything. You know what I mean? But the thing about podcasts is that if you have enough to figure it out and set it up like you're setting it up, you know what I mean? There's no reason not to use that and to promote things in general. I don't really know what happens, but even on, like, the Spotify and the Joe Rogan thing, like, uh, the podcast thing, I think – 
is only going to get larger over time. Right. You know, and I think enough people I don't think enough people do it yet, but I think you'll see people grow in that. You know what I mean? Especially after COVID. I think at the market cap, like if if podcasting was a stock, the market cap is like so low compared to what it's gonna be. Yeah. Like the like dude, if the market cap right now was a million, I think that in the next ten years it'll be a billion. Like that's how big I think podcasting is gonna get. It's again, it's got a lot of potential, and I think the more that people realize they can do it, like again, it's so easy, dude. People don't realize if you own your own business. You can literally drive to One Music Collective or OMS or, or uh, Coastal Creative, and you can pay for them to do a podcast. It's just a matter of do you yeah. live, do you live in West Shore or do you live in St. Pete? <laughs> like <laughs> that's literally it, dude. Like it, and okay, if you are a fucking locksmith or whatever, and you want more like personal business, you can start a podcast called the locksmith podcast Mm -hmm. where you tell crazy stories about like putting in locks. Like, dude, I had a locksmith here the other day and he was telling me all these nutty stories about like he would go to like an RV and the lock that he had that he installed was on like a fucking like shower door for some reason. It like all this weird random shit. Like what? And then he becomes a famous locksmith. Like, I- and I'm not saying that happens overnight. I'm saying that happens in nine or ten years. Mm-hmm. Becomes a famous locksmith and now runs his own locksmithing business and has a very successful podcast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, people don't realize that it's such a... Like, dude, what I'm doing right now, I would put money on this. Took a lot less effort than to be an audio engineer. And I'm not shameful to admit that I'm not shameful to admit that but the reason that I'm saying that is because the barrier to entry is so fucking low like I'm not out here learning what plugins do and like crazy nuanced things in Ableton or whatever you use Mm -hmm. like I'm not learning that I'm just learning like the easiest machines to record myself with Mm -hmm. you know And, and it didn't start out like this like obviously like it started out with like voice memos on my iPhone Mm-hmm. Which is a, which is an audio interface, mm-hmm. and it's like just you learn and you like wait God, God I lost my train of thought here fuck God damn it ah <laughs> podcasting is hard when you're on uh, two bo- two uh, cups of wine I'm yeah. sorry for the listeners no no you're totally what fine. I'm s- okay to sum up all this ramble God damn it is like the bear okay there we go the barrier to entry is very very low and. Starting a podcast is really, really smart to do for your business, and it's just easy. So do it. Start a podcast. If you need help, yeah. if you need help, fucking hit me up. I'll fucking explain what you got to do. But just like do po- do a podcast. Like I'm like f- like fuck competition. A rising tide raises all ships. The more podcasts there are, the more podcast listeners there's gonna be. It you will know? only it will only grow. It I will think only that, grow. that market has so much room to grow and. Maybe one day it plateaus, but, like, a lot of people want to say the things they want to say. You know what I mean? uh, People like to be heard. People like like to voice their opinions so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's true. Dude, like, okay, I'm not going to go all Dale Carnegie on your ass here, but everyone's favorite word is their own name. It's just true. I don't even think I've heard that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's because um, when someone says your name, 
it shows that that person values you. Like it shows like, oh, that, like I'm important enough in this person's mind to be, to, to have my name remembered. Um, and then like, so uh, let's take that the other way. The more people's names you can remember, the more value you're instilling in yourself because people like you more. Like in, w- when I read about this, I actually started a list on my phone. Literally the title of it is called People. And it was just everyone that I met in over the course of, like, 2017 to, like, 19. I deleted it because I just, I don't know, I feel like I got better at, me- at remembering people's names. But, like, yeah, and a lot of those people have kind of, like, like, okay, how often are you at, co- I don't know, Coastal Creative, and someone comes in, maybe an artist, who you've worked with before, and you don't remember what their fucking name is, but they remember what your name is, and you should remember what their name is, but you don't. You know what I mean? I, like, a, a situ- situations like that are avoidable if you keep a list. Yeah. Like, it doesn't happen a lot of, like, places like Coastal, but it did happen a lot when we were playing shows. You can go and you can play shows all around the state, and you play with all kinds of different bands. And then, like, you'll meet someone that either played a show or came to a show that you're playing with another band that they like or something, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, we played this show here. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's not like, you know, I don't... There's a ton of different people that you meet in any yeah. of these industries. You know, there's what I mean? only one of you, and there's everyone of everyone else. And so my thing is, is that I know that I struggle with that sometimes. So when people walk up and they go, "I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, or I don't remember this or that," I go, "I don't care." Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like not a big deal. Like yeah. It's not a big of a deal. It but if they did remember your name, it would make you like them more. Oh well, it's and that's what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. Like that's why people's names are so important because, like, it literally just makes you more valuable in their life. And then, like, they'll want to, like, work with you more. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so huge. So I want to go through the the links that you sent me. So Stereogram. What is Stereogram? Uh, Stereogram is basically audio recording. It can be uh, production, mixing, mastering, recording, really any of those things. Uh, We have two different locations. The home studio is more for, like, musicians, artists doing music, uh, not that we don't do different things at the house, but the coastal spot is more about film, sound design, audio cleanup things that like as your <coughs> it's a larger package than just the audio thing. Um, but stereogram, I operate stereogram inside of coastal basically. So like it's it's really anything that that works out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They just kind of have two different directions. Um, the next thing is coastal creative. Awesome. You know, just a ton of amazing people. Well, wait, so uh, for Stereogram, for the listeners, I just put it on the screen. Stereogram Sound. Yeah, hit him up. I just hit him with the follow. If hit you're looking up. for anything, recording, mixing, mastering, any of that stuff, production, uh, really just give us a call. Let us know. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> this is funny. What What is this? Uh, this is a skit called Beat the Heat. Uh, my other roommate, Dwight Is that Matthews. Dwight? Uh, that is Dwight. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't and I didn't that's Cody, the other guy. That's Cody, the other guy. Yeah, I met um, Haley at yes. Coastal, and she uh, was telling me about Dwight. Apparently, yes. he, he does a lot of he does a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, Dwight's the man. Uh, we met Dwight because Dwight came to a show for our band King Complex, and specifically came to the show. Um, what do you do in the band, by the way? So in King Complex, I do all of the visual stuff. So wait, but um, do you are you on stage performing, or are you mm-hmm. uh, wha- yeah. what do you? doing on stage so on stage we we do two things we do like we have a big lighting setup and then we usually bring like there's either projectors or we bring large tvs and there's a like a live visual feed that's happening kind of similar to what you were talking about with um uh childish but it's not interactive yet 
Uh, but we would put we put like a screen or two up, and it's always different. Like there are scenes and stuff that I've created to go along with sets, but there's a whole like layer or many layers of different effects, so that every time you see the show, it's relatively different. But it's like a live synced do visual. Do you show. think that you could that you guys could come out to shuffle on on like a Tuesday? Potentially, like would, that be possi- would that be possible? It's it's possible. We're again, we're really not playing out a ton right now. You know what I mean? But as time goes on and we start playing out a little bit more, let's chat about it. Yeah. I'm down. I think that, like, obviously you wouldn't come with, like, all of the theatrics of, uh, of, of your band, but King Complex. Yeah. But, like, dude, bro, I, I think that, like, you would really, really – and, dude, I'm not getting paid for this advertisement, by the way. I'm no, not, good, like – I'm, I'm so not, like – I'm not even par- a part of Wave Theory. I'm just a podcaster in Tampa. Yeah, no, you But, good. dude, like, I think <coughs> that – and I'm not even saying come out there to promote your shit. I'm just saying, like, come out there because you'll – Fucking love it. Yeah. Like, yeah. We can talk off mic about it. No, whatever. No, all good. Yeah. yeah all whatever. Good. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So stereogram sound is like the thing. You know, it's uh, it's the thing that I focus on with Cody and Coastal Creative is just another extension of it. They're amazing people. Creative media firm, whether it's video photography, there's uh, social media marketing, things like that. Um, it's uh, even even in terms of like networking or renting out of you know spaces. If you wanna if you wanna have an event, if you wanna shoot a video, if you wanna Hold, uh, I know we've had like the indie flea market there, or uh, Creatorsburg is is another thing they focus on there, where it's just networking with different people around the area, you know. So, uh, it's really just a place for people to come in and be their most artistic selves. And hopefully, if there's something we can do to help you, there is. But the goal with I think Coastal, especially with with my involvement in it, is that um, it's it's really just a creative media firm, and for my my portion, it's uh, providing audio, but mainly it's video photography, um, really just establishing your your brand through logos or logos or artwork. Or and shirt, like yeah. Speaking of logos, also shirt manufacturing or just apparel manufacturing, right? Yeah, I I, there, I mean like, coastal is ever growing. There are people that uh, the conscious accounting people that um, they they have one of the offices out in the front. They're amazing. They do accounting for uh, coastal and. It can be for so many different types of people. Is really what yeah. it is. Is that like it's it's an open it's open area. format. It's open yeah, format. Yeah, and yeah. there's definitely areas in general in coastal. It's a huge building for people to come and shoot and get ideas and and to do different things. But um, I don't know. It's just That's developing dope. more people in the community as nice. it grows. So King Complex. Yeah, uh, King Complex is uh, Bratcher Cody and I. Uh, Bratcher and Cody write all the music for it, and basically it started because the two of them had already written in projects previously. Uh, and then I came in to manage them for a little bit, and now I do all th- a lot of the visual work for what our live shows are. But dark electronic music, actually, that the we just uh, finished recording our fourth project. Hey, and uh, it's it's really beachy themed. A lot of, like again, you guys have a lot of listens on Spotify. It's definitely like I am beyond stoked about the reception that we've had for sure. Even like just having the opportunity to go around the state of Florida and play shows and like. Meet new people and meet new bands. Some of the, like, a lot of the clients that we have at Stereogram have come from meeting people and establishing their friendships and their trust and realizing that we really love music that much that, like, why not be recording those people and making them their projects come to life, you know? Right. Um, but, yeah, King Complex, special place for me. It's just, like, a the, the other two, they're, they're homies, and, and they do a lot to make their craft awesome. Um, nice. I'm really stoked for their next project th- that they're doing musically. It's different than anything else King Complex has ever put out. So I, I'm excited for them to, to, to put that out there. But I'm just excited to be a part of it and be with them and 
hopefully soon playing more shows again. It's really soft. I listened to uh, I listened to there, so there's a few singles, but there's only one album available on Spotify. There should be so there should be two. One of them is uh, it's basically like our first EP. What's the album with like the black cover? Uh, that's phase two. Phase two, yeah. I listen. Mm-hmm. I listen to a good amount of that, and I really, I, I really, really love the second song. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what it was called, Pulling but like whatever the second song it might was. Might be pulling strings. Wha- whatever the second song is, I really, really, really like like a, a oh lot. Yeah. Well, I will see what I can find, but yeah, that's the second record, and it's very like quieter, more dancey. I would say. Okay. Um, the first record is is like louder. I would say blues. And y- and you engineered all of it. Uh, so. Really, for the majority of the King Complex stuff, that is my other half, Cody. That's like was their project before I really jumped into it. So a lot of that stuff is them. I I jump in and help engineer occasionally here and there, but like I jumped in originally to manage them. I do a lot of the visual stuff, so that's like my creative input in it. But the majority of that is Cody's nice. and Fracture nice. doing a lot of the writing. Um, oh uh, yeah, Pulling Strings is what's the single for that record? But the second one on that on that record. Oh Ooh. yeah, well there you go. I really really like the single Thanks. from the wec- from the record. It's it's cool. The the yeah, they they've all had kind of different vibes. The the new one we're about we're about to basically promote is totally different. And I'm so excited because it's just like, I don't know, it's gonna be unexpected. I'm excited about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. King Complex is part of the reason that I'm a lot of the reason that I'm down here in the first place. And yeah, it's just cool. It, it provides cool energies for people that like I've never experienced in any other project. And uh, yeah, I think it it. it it's just something fun to be a part of and to bring excitement to people. You that's know? really dope. Outside of just bringing excitement to myself. Yeah. 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 That yeah. Dude, that, that's incredibly cool. So, yeah, listen to King Complex. Freaking sweet. Your logo is really cool, too. Thanks. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And then, Carrie Courtney. Yeah. Carrie Courtney is the homie. Always shout out. Um, this is a relatively new project. I record some of uh, some projects that Carrie has been on, but uh, I just recently before the pandemic kind of joined into this project to start playing when we start when they start playing more shows out I'll, I'll be playing with them a little bit more but i basically uh carrie is an amazing human he's just so connected to what's his insta i i think it's just at either at carrie courtney band but it might just be at carrie courtney jesus not indeed <laughs> not indeed nope. um there's there's a ton of great people uh in the project and uh yeah carrie just writes stories on like there's no artist that I love more than Carrie, honestly. Like, wow. Um, at least locally here. Um, I have, outside of just being a great person, like Carrie's amazing, but knows how to write some incredible stories with with uh, his lyrics and his tones and like I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like he's got a deeper understanding. And what does he have a deeper understanding on? I don't know that he's got a deeper understanding. He just knows how to make things feel the most like they're actually around you when i listen Ooh. to Ki- when, when like I he's very descriptive is what you're saying not just descriptive but is the the musical tracks carrie did not do his most recent record at uh, our studio but the record that carrie is has been putting some singles out on it is absolutely one of my favorite records of last year like it, he's been putting out singles so the whole thing's not out but everything on there is just it's not that it's convincing. I just like I feel it more than anything else. Nice. It's crazy. Like massive fan of his writing style and his commitment to making the most emotive thing I think there can be. You know, I don't know. Ooh. Huge fan of him. Nice, dude. Yeah. So I- extremely humbled that 
uh, to be like recording him sometimes. And Dude, the fucking music. music scene, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's like, bro, I feel like when people are little, they catch the bug of the music scene and it's like they either pursue it or they fuck up. You know, yeah, true. like a hundred percent, man. It's just so fucking true. Well, it's 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 hard. Like, it, yeah, it's it's hard to do, dude. Let me ask something, bro. What do you think of the coup, like the coup d'état that happened in Washington D.C. last week? Oh, insane, dude. That shit's crazy. Um, I'm not a big fan of it, honestly. I yeah, it's so fucked up. I don't I don't think that like. I they I uh, dude, the Trump supporters attacked the Capitol. It's crazy because like I really do feel like. What were they pro? I don't even, honestly, man. This shows. Okay, what were they protesting? Well, I think they were just protesting the the election results, which is like to be fair. Like, I try again. I try and look at other perspectives. I remember when Hillary lost, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, you know what I mean. And I do agree that like we p- were fucking pissed. We were upset. You know what I mean. But nobody else in their right mind held a rally outside of the Capitol. Stormed the, the Capitol building. That. No, nobody else does that. How, how nuts is that? They like actually, like, broke into the Capitol. It is crazy to me. And, like, don't get me wrong. I try not to make, like, a lot of judgments and stuff. I try not to put myself on sides. I just think that, like, if you're going in and you're attacking people, that's never right. Never. Like, you are literally going in and saying... I don't care what you have to say. I'm going to hurt you until it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And for me, it doesn't matter what side you're on. I just know that even if people, even if other people on that think other things that I don't are like, well, you just whined about this for years and years and years. Nobody, they, d- they didn't storm the Capitol because Hillary lost the election. You know what I mean? And they weren't told that they were special in things, you know, go home in peace, but you're special. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. nobody had to do that because, I don't know, I just don't think, I think the people that think they did this for a patriotic reason just are unfortunately under a different illusion. You know what I mean? That Completely. Like they're like hurting anybody, I guess, you know, like in different wars and different times, people have been like, we have to fight for the right. You know what right. I mean? But like, yo, I don't know. I just think that like, it was really, really, really violent. And that's my biggest fear. That was my biggest fear under the whole current administration. It's like, uh, it's just all met with threats and violence first. If you could just step back and say, all right, I understand why I'm upset, but why are you upset? You know what I mean? Like, if you could take a day before you make this ridiculous tweet about how this person could... and. Well, his account, Trump's account, is suspended now. Or yeah. uh, wait, isn't it? Uh, it's a permanent suspension. I think Twitter is permanently been like, no, we're not doing this. At least, at least through the inauguration and stuff like that. But I don't dude, know. that's nuts, man. Like it that's not, and it just begs the question: like, is Twitter a public fa- a public forum? And it's, I, I mean, by definition, it's not. But it's, like, dude, I just can't believe his, that his account got like suspended. Like, dude, he has eighty-eight million followers. I can't believe eighty-eight it. million followers on Twitter, yeah. and it got the account got banned. That's yeah. what I mean. That's what it was. I un- I understand what they like. My my thing with that is that like it does like Twitter's huge, and I understand that people sign up for it for free, and it is what it is. But like, I run our studio, and if people came into my house and started wreaking havoc and violence, I would say, you're not allowed here. 
Dude, yeah, yeah. Twitter is just a massive thing. That's a, that's a great point. And and if the person that owns or the people that own Twitter feel like, oh my God, this is harming not just me or them or other people, if they feel that way, it's to me, it's your business. It's your right. Same thing with like no shirt, no shoes, no service. If you choose that, that's the policy, then that's the policy, and you sign up for it for free. No one owes that to you. Right. Free speech is free speech, but like. The companies don't owe that to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like they opened up and said, I'm sure everyone wants free speech, but. I Dude, don't yeah, know. I mean, g- yeah, when you put it that way, it's like Twitter was giving Trump such a gigantic platform. Like, so. 88 million platform. people, apparently. You know what yeah, I mean? That he yeah. can talk to directly and spew all of that. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't have it. It's just that if it leads to people getting killed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it hasn't happened on other sides. No doubt. Like, I don't love any side of any of it. I actually think the two-sided thing sucks because people just feel like they have to choose a side, you know? Yeah, well, it's, like, it's necessary for, like, like, I mean, is it necessary for checks and balances? Not really. I don't know that, that it is. I don't, I don't think that, it, I don't think that goes to checks and balances. But, yeah, what you're saying is, like, what it's come to is that people are just picking a side. Exactly. Yeah, and Sometimes no matter what the side says, and no matter what the side says is right, no matter what it is. It makes me fear. Like, I know that there are people that stood up against it, but I do fear for the people who didn't say anything against Trump because they were just scared about what Trump would do to them. Because he would, regardless of what you think about him, he would say, hey, I'm going to take action. I'm threatening to do this. And, like, even if you look at him as somebody you, like, admire and think he was great for the country, I just think that you should be able to admit that Trump was a doer. You know what I mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, Trump did get things done, even if they weren't things that were that things that I agreed with. I'm not saying he got all things done. There were things that he ran on that didn't get accomplished, but he was not afraid to say, I believe this. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever. I think that overall it was very, very dangerous. I didn't even expect it to, like, I saw, uh, like, a comparison of Inauguration Day versus the day that the Capitol was seized. Yeah. And that's crazy. Like, to me. What what was it? uh, Let me see if I can find it, because I'm pretty positive that I saved it, because it's mind-blowing. Okay. Um, Yeah. Describe it, like, while you're looking for it. This is what it is. Oh, you found it. Yeah, yeah, this is it. I saved it in my camera roll. Oh, my God. Whoa, wait, wait. I'm confused. So, that... This is Trump's inauguration versus the day the Capitol was sieged. Wow. And my thing is, is that wait, like what is the is there a fire in here? I'm not positive. Did they start? Because that's what it looks like. It, it looks like, like it, but like I don't know. this picture honestly makes it look like the Capitol's on fire. I feel like this might be kind of doctored. It's very possible, but I know that because it, like w- looking at this, it makes you literally think. That well, that's it what is it doctored. is. Even, even, and even dude, honestly, bro, like, this is sort of Nazi vibes. Like, all the flags hanging down. Yo, I feel like, I mean, unless this is actually what it looks like, which is like, I mean, if it is, then cool, like, whatever. But, uh, dude, I don't, yo, this is giving me, like, Nazi vibes, like, the left side. My my thing is, is like yeah, it looks like, oh my gosh, dude. I can I, see. I, I would not want to be the president. Also, the angle of the pictures, like, this angle is sort of like more straight on, and this angle is like from like up, and it looks like it's like towering over you. Yes. Like there, there's a, there's a lot yes. going on in this picture. There's you know a lot. Mean? Either way, fucked up. Either then that's the thing is that like regardless of what is actually happening, which I think it's fair to say, 
or unfair to say that what's actually happening is important. It is very important. But yeah. uh, it makes me realize that there was a day where elections could have happened. And, and I guess I maybe I wasn't old enough to see any previous revolutions or anything, you know, but like this is the first time in my life that I've seen people riot in America against their government. Dude. Like that, like that seriously. Uh, I, I hope that I hope that it doesn't escalate, but I feel like it will. It could. I think it really just depends on how, like, first off, it is terrifying, but I think people will we'll know a lot more in a month or two, I yeah. really think. Oh, yeah, big time. When is Inauguration Day for Biden? The 20th. The 20th. Oh, so today's the wor- this is being recorded on the 13th, mm-hmm. so it's in, like, six and a half days. Yeah. Whoa. It's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah. Dude, so that said, we are about two hours in. This has been a good-ass time. Absolutely. Did Thanks so much for having me. Did you have fun on the Graham Radio podcast? Yeah, no, that's amazing. It's a good time, right? Wine podcast, baby. Dude, we just talk shit and drink. It's fun. Yeah. We, we, it's like uh, Tyrion Lannister. We drink and we know things. Yes, yes. absolutely. Oh, such a great character. Oh, that said. Wow, this has been a good-ass time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is like, uh, this is so, I mean, you know that I just moved to Tampa. Um, This is like the first time that, because uh, I've done... Three. This is the third podcast that I've done in this space. Gotcha. And the first one was done in like the fucking like photography room down there, which gotcha. it wasn't even that tight. Yeah. Dude, d- yo, doesn't wine make you sort of tired? It ma- it always makes me tired. Yeah, it definitely it fu- can. It fucks me up, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, life is always so busy. I get on all day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> true. I really do. <laughs> okay. So, um, the uh, yeah, the, the first podcast, the first podcast that I did in here was in the photography room, and that was whack. Like there was some record, you know, record label drama is real, and I know that you know that that, that record label drama for is sure, real. yeah. And the fir- like, I was about to not be in this room, which would have not made any sense. Um, I ended up getting in this room, and then I did another podcast with someone, but it was very, very like, "Hey, you're here, let's do a podcast." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a planned thing. Yeah. So you are the first pl- planned podcast yes. in this bitch. There we go. Yeah, you're you're the first like official like scheduled podcast. I hear you. To be here, which is super exciting. Yeah, and, I mean, dude, it was great. Yeah, no, thank you so much. This yeah, is great. That sounds good. Yeah, super fun time. All right. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to the Graham Radio podcast. Follow Stereogram. Follow King Complex. Follow Kirby Kiru Green. Courtney. What is oh, it? Oh, Kiru Green. What is it? Kiru Kiru Green. underscore Green. Follow all that stuff. Um, follow Graham Radio for everything music. Follow podcast. I'm also an attorney. If you need any legal assistance, hit me up po- at, at podcast attorney. I'm um, good with contracts. Very good with contracts. Um, and fo- oh, and obviously buy the merch. Bank. Oh, whoa. What the? F- Wait, hold on a second. Do we have a camera issue here? Oh no, we're. What? Okay. For some reason, the. Why is this not? Oh, there we go. That was weird. Okay. Yeah. Buy the Graham Radio merch. Um, It is awesome. This is season one. And the way that I've been talking about it is like, what if you had season one of Supreme? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what if you had like the original season one stuff? Because this mm-hmm. is, this stuff isn't going to be up for, for very much longer. Uh, it's been up for about two weeks now. Um, A lot of, a lot of, pe- a lot of, like, not like a ton of people have bought. I think I've had like, uh, it's like, 14 or 15 orders, but it's good. That's good yeah. for a week. That's yeah. good for a fucking week. You know Hell what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I've been getting like selfies of people wearing it. And I mean, dude, Hell I'm wearing yeah. it right now. Fuck it. Like this is like, I'm literally wearing my own merch right now. GRP, GRP, 
boom. Um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, all the money goes back into the podcast. Like, literally every single penny goes into, like, the next batch of merch. So, I mean, and other stuff, too, like equipment. Um, but, yeah, buy the merch. Follow Graham Radio. This has been fun. Hell yeah, thanks for having me. Peace. Peace. I think, honestly, it starts with this fucking podcast. Because this podcast is S-consumable. Hi, my name is Chris D'Elia. I've been gone for a little while, but I'm back, okay, to tell you about The Loan Dog. The Loan Dog has all the information that you would ever need for a loan. You need an FHA loan? You need a new house? Well, hit up The Loan Dog, my babies.